What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With every new shift, there are always new lessons. Aloha, shifters, dreamers, co-creators of this beautiful holographic matrix. My name is Brendan, and you're tuned in live once again for another Paradigm Shift Team Building Hangout, broadcasted live, whether or not you're tuned into it live. <laughs> and of course, we're here to be able to practice having metaphysical conscious discussion as a community as part of the Paradigm Shift Central.com project. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And of course, I'm joined by some fellow shifters. So as we get started, just inviting you guys to unmute yourself and say hello to all the beautiful people tuned in on the internets who are joining us right here right now and in the future so guys let's unmute our microphones and send some love to all the people out there on the internet love you guys sending love all the way through what's the up, internet what's up? <laughs> Yay. awesome all right so thank you guys so much again for tuning in and what we're going to be doing within this broadcast, um, a little bit different from some of the other team building hangouts, whereas normally we would uh, go through some basic introductions and hear a little bit about what people are doing and how they're helping shift consciousness where they are. And in particular, what projects they may have going on or other new aspects of their journey or new perspectives. We're going to take a, a moment to get into the discussion that is obviously relevant and prevalent uh, within a lot of the collective hive mind right now. And that is, of course, related to uh, the, the current and recent shifts of uh, the political spectrum, but also just like how that ties in with the bigger shift in consciousness. So at the time of this election, we are on November 10th, and uh, it's only a couple days after the election in America, which happened on November 8th. And of course, there is a lot of stuff that happened there. And we're going to be talking about that and not so much just getting like caught up in the drama, but kind of taking a moment to step back and look at the bigger picture and be like, okay, what are the good things out of this? How can this like help us transform even more? How can this like help bring more light into this world by in some ways, like helping us see some of the darkness that is more present. So we'll explore some of those ideas as we go. And uh, again, just as a general introduction for those of you who may be new, ParadigmShiftCentral.com is a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness. And in addition to being a platform for conscious media and conscious co-creators, it is about building a global team of shifters, people who are intentionally helping shift consciousness where they are, and also in, with the intention of helping create physical paradigm shift communities. So through this project, we are helping inspire people to choose to be the change that they wish to see and encouraging them to help create conscious communities to build the tribe where they are to help people continue to grow to help build those connections and evidently to be able to help shift consciousness through those simple yet effective means so the little things make the big difference so for more information you can check out at paradigmshiftcentral.com and uh, yeah that's pretty much the gist of it and as we get rolling with this if you guys have questions please feel free to ask for those of you in the youtube and those of you on the live chat we'll uh, keep an eye on that so with that said we're gonna open up this discussion and uh, right now we have Anne, we have ashley we have jeremy and we have michael and if more people want to join you can find the links through the info in the youtube and please feel free to do so and anybody's welcome to join 
And again, reminder that this is about team building as much as it is also about practice and really just giving a chance for consciousness to be able to express itself through us who are here in this moment. So let's check in with ourselves, consciousness. So before we even do that, let's literally just take a moment of oneness. That's kind of the term that I've kind of been using. But what I mean by that is literally just like 10 seconds of silence and just connecting with our breath. So without me even saying anything, just close your eyes and just connect with your breath for 10 seconds as we get ready to go into this. So go ahead. Cool. All right. So I think it's very, again, as we get into this topic, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to just do that, to take a moment to align ourselves. And um, maybe we'll continue to do that throughout the broadcast as need be. But with that said, let's open up the discussion. And, and I'd love to be able to hear from you guys on just the general thoughts that you have of, of what this means for the bigger world, the recent election of Trump and the, the fact that it's got people so riled up, yet it in itself is evidently, as I kind of mentioned in a little post, it, it's a very interesting scenario. It's one of those things that I, I wrote about and I said, like, it is within the darkest nights that we learn to shine, that we are called to shine a brighter light. And through this scenario of quote unquote, like all this like badness of it, there's also a lot of good and there's also a lot of potential for, for transformation. So let's brainstorm and, and see what we can think about uh, within this scenario. So with that said, I'll invite uh, whoever really wants to go first and we'll just kind of popcorn style go around with the talking stick. And so... Who would like to go first? Um, within um, and go ahead and feel free to jump in. Yeah, Jeremy, um, you'd like to go first. Yeah, All for right, sure. So Jeremy, who is currently in Florida, uh, please feel free to go first. And good to see you again. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So this. So. So how many days after the election is it right now? Um, it's going to be two two days. Two, two days. Two days yeah. It feels like hours. Yeah. It feels like for me, the amount of interpersonal work I've done over the last two days is like that of like a couple of weeks, maybe, or maybe like a few really good, really good, like psychedelic experiences, however you achieve those naturally or not. But um, yeah, it feels like it's been um Many, many dreams, you know, many, many things have happened over the last two, two or three days for me. And I have gone through um, my like five stages of grief forward and backwards <laughs> many times, you know, uh, work my way up to peace and through anger and sadness and then back down again. <laughs> And um, then back up again and back down again. And um, right now I have been decided to just turn this into a karmic yoga exercise where I have opened my heart to everyone that I meet uh, going around talking here. Um, I'm in one of the places that is, I'm in a very conservative city here in um, 
South Florida, and it's one of the places that may be most adversely affected by um, um, potential laws that may come out um, uh, with the illegal immigrants and such like that. There's a lot of illegal immigrant workforce in Florida for the farmers is like really high. Um, and that's just like how it works down here. That's like part of the economy is these people. Um, and, and it's not like it's, um, it's not like, um, it's not like this, this is, has, could be any scarier really it, for the potential downside for me being right here. Um, and, um, I had, I, before the election, I, I did pretty much everything I could to make sure that Trump did not get in. Um, and, um, I was very pro Bernie and actually it was very sad when, um, um, Hillary Clinton got the nomination, um, because I was such a Bernie fan. It's not that I hated Hillary, but it's just that I really like Bernie. So I have something I can relate to with pretty much anyone that jumps in to, um, for me. So when it, so I, I, I have developed as part of this karmic yoga practice of going out and talking to everyone right now, a, a intro line where I can maintain my loving peacefulness to whoever I contact by having something that I can relate to that's to anyone, you know, whether they're these, one of these people who, no matter who they voted for or where they are, I can, I have something that I've already come, that I've already really confirmed inside of me that I can agree with on, on them. So I'm meeting people in this halfway zone and I've had conversations with probably like a dozen different people now just on the streets, just going on talking to them with my dog or whoever, and walking my dog. Um, and I've talked to a lot of Trump supporters, people who had voted or people who voted for Trump. I'm not sure if you can call a lot of these people Trump supporters. A lot of them, these people um, are voted for Trump because they didn't like Hillary or they have some other reason. And I have learned that there is no, one, there's no place for, for, for prejudice, really. Like I, I know about that from, that's my politics. That's my, that's my political position. And I'm really taking that to the next level right now for me. And I have decided to remove my prejudice of prejudiced people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm rather than approaching them with this, with this, you know, lethal stare in my eye being like, Oh my God, I can't stand this person, you know, which is true. You know, I've gone through a lot of my venting and anger, and had very angry moments online um, right when the election ended and stuff and different things. Before the election, I had moments of anger. So I've gotten to vent a lot of that, but I, I've decided to give up on that, um, that anger um, entirely and to just move past that. And not that that anger is wrong. And that's actually the thing is, is it used, I, rather, than, rather than labeling the anger as wrong and then going out there and being peaceful with everyone, then you find someone who's angry and they get angry at them. That's, 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 that's where I was at before right is just moving past that anger entirely and just just really meeting people wherever they're at wherever their understanding is you know That's where were they good. where were they five seconds before i started talking to them right and so you have to be intuitive about it right you can't just be smiley and like a like a tv reporter go up to anyone and be like oh what do you think about them? like that so that's not what this is this is a shamanic mystical work you know, of the heart you know but it's also very practical and real and no one would, but me, probably who I've talked to, thinks about it that way. Um, 
because I would, in the mystical side of it is before I approach the person and talk with them, I have felt them out um, energetically and emotionally. And I figured out whether I want to talk to that person, you know? So, um, and I'm, 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 so I'm really working on my energy body, sort of, sort of say my, my ability to sense where people are at before I even talk with them. And I try to find someone who is already sort of at peace, you know, in some way, you know, some, some way that they're already, you know, that feels good enough to, 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 to go know why they, they feel neutral or good or fine or just normal. Right. And, and I just go up to them and I, and I, and I start talking to them and then, you know, just kind of like happy talking something, maybe my dog or whatever they're doing, or maybe I'll just jump right into the politics, you know, but, or maybe I'll just open it with, did you vote for Trump? You know, like that's kind of, that can be a little bit, you know, that even that can be, even such a simple question can mm-hmm. disturb, can disturb people. Right. So yeah. really sensitive. Um, but then, and then just finding out where they're at. And, and, and I ultimately have asked each one of them where they stand, you know, what, 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 what just happened. And um, I've talked to more Trump supporters than I have not, right? People that are not Trump supporters. And I've, I guess I'll just leave it at that, but I've been learning how, I've been learning a new way to be, um, or I've been learning this again, right? I guess again, like those five stages of grief, I went through. I forget what I don't actually know what the five stages of grief are. I should probably look up before I reference it. It's the sadness, anger, apathy. You know, usually anger, denial. Maybe Michael might actually. Oh, I'm gonna look this up because I yeah, think yeah. Um, that's up, actually yeah. that's actually a, a really interesting thing that that you're talking about there, Jeremy. Um, and and again, I, I'd love to hear uh, your guys' thoughts on this, Michael and Anne and Ashley and anybody else. But sure. like the, the idea, the, the idea of at least just recognizing that with like a, an event of this magnitude that there actually is a, a degree of grief that a lot of people are experiencing right now. And, and just to be able to acknowledge that as a, a, a very natural part of the process um, is, I think, a good way of just being able to like move through it, move beyond it, rise above it kind of thing. So um, uh, just again, five stages of grief, the five stages of grief, for those of you uh, who may not be familiar, are just literally the five stages, uh, eight, you know, an example of five stages that people commonly go through, uh, either when dealing with things related to death or loss or really anything. Um, but it was uh, first proposed in a book by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in 1969 on death and dying. And so the five stages of grief in this one are denial and isolation. That's one. And then anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So um, yeah, again, I think that's like a, a, a very real thing that we are seeing where a lot of people are relative to the Trump thing, you know, just again, because it's so, uh, for a lot of people, it means something. It means something so much. And I guess that's what we'll talk about. What does it mean? Right. But yeah, it's a lot of people were seeing that the denial, the anger, Um, And right now, a majority of the population seems to be stuck in the anger stage. Yet, I think through the process of being able to move through acceptance, that is like when we're able to sort of transmute the situation to be able to start finding the good in it. Um, 
Now, I just want to be able to pass over to Michael because, Michael, you actually did a broadcast. Michael Brazel, you did a broadcast last night and you were talking a bit about this. Um, and I just want to give you a chance to reiterate. And then, and then from there, anybody else, uh, just feel free to jump in. But, Michael, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd just be curious to hear what, what are some like general thoughts that you have on, on what like this election means and what it kind of means for the bigger picture and how we can learn from it or anything related like that. So go ahead, Michael. Well, yeah. Well, the five stages of grief, it's, it's also not a linear process. Um, it's, we're going to go back and forth and we're going to cycle through and we may get stuck in a few of these for a while. But this, this grief that we're feeling was there before Trump um, took office. The, the signal that this presidency is sending to people is that, um, you know, they have reason to be afraid. So it solidified and emboldened this sense of fear that was there already. Um, and this offers us an opportunity to do two things. We can either let our fear become a paralytic, and that's okay, maybe that is what we need. Or we can let our fear inspire us towards deeper change, connecting to community. Because the one thing that someone like Trump or even these groups of people that um, may wish us harm can't take from us is our ability to connect to each other, to support each other, and to love each other. And I think that's where the bigger work has to happen. Um, racism was there before Trump took office. Xenophobia, misogyny, homophobia, all of these things were there before Trump was there. This is offering us a an opportunity to take a look at these issues. And now that the spotlight is on the systems, we can then begin to dismantle those systems. It's when those systems are hidden that we don't get the opportunity to do the real work that it takes to dismantle them. And now we have an opportunity to do that deeper, more effective work. And I don't think this anger is gonna go anywhere anytime soon. I don't think it has to. There's this assumption that people don't need to be angry. Um, but suppressed anger becomes toxic and it becomes dangerous. When we repress our grief, that can cause deep toxicity in the body, but it can cause deep toxicity within communities. And on the other side, you have people saying, well, get over it, don't protest. And that adds you know, some gasoline to the fire right? Because this is a natural process that we're going through expressing ourselves, expressing our hurt, expressing our fear. And for many people, those fears are valid, you know, because if you look at what he said that he would be doing in the first hundred days, he's pretty much said, I, I'm justifying your fear. And we have to let people feel what they're going to feel. But that fear and that anger can inspire us to continue to create community, to hold accountable our leadership to do the right thing. Even in the face of this presidency, there's always options. Um, you know, but people have to feel what they're gonna feel. They have to be allowed to experience these emotions, sensations. Um, their, their fears are valid. So when we, we don't want to dismiss the fact that people are getting angry, um, there's a sixth 
you know, when I we do the five stages, I add a sixth one. And the sixth one is integration. Now that I've gone through many of these processes back and forth, um, how do I take that and then allow it to inspire new direction, new growth, or transformation for myself? Um, but I always suggest people print out the five stages and put them in your journal. It's a good idea to know where you are in your process. Um, to allow yourself to feel and to give yourself permission to experience what needs to be experienced in that space. Um, I've talked to Trump supporters. I've talked to Hillary supporters. I've talked to Bernie supporters. Everyone's really upset for different reasons right now. And this is natural. We become reactive after big transition happens. Um, all change moving towards positivity begins with upheaval. And that's what we're experiencing now. We're reactive. We're moving through the emotions very quickly, and we're trying to direct it somewhere. So we're going to see a lot of this. But my hope is that we can support each other as we move through all of this stuff. That's why it's important for communities, um, spiritual teachers and leaders to come out and say, look, um, feel what you're feeling. Do what needs to be done. But remember to take care of yourself and to take care of each other in this process because that is the only way we're going to build the bridges that will allow us to have movement that creates positive change beyond this. Because we really don't know what's going to happen next. We can make assumptions. Um, we, can, we can forecast because we know what's been said, but really don't know what's going to happen next. We have to leave room for possibility. Um, but still, you know, there is there is justifiable fear, you know. If you if you read some of the things you're seeing online, there's already been violence, you know. This this is part of that that shift and transition, um, but we just have to answer the invitation to love more deeply and to hold accountable. Um, for instance, when I'm having discussions with people who support Trump. Um, as a teacher, it's not my job to placate and to coddle, you know, um, my job is to point at, these are the things that he's supporting. Let's have dialogue around those things. So I know where you stand. And if you have questions, let's dialogue around those things so that we can, we can find common ground so that we can move and take steps forward from there. Um, but you know, we have to hold accountable our leadership and each other for these very powerful things that are moving around us. We can't just say, well, the universe will sort it out. We are the universe that gets to sort it out. So we have to take power back and do something more proactive and positive with that power. And it may mean protesting. It may mean getting angry at each other. It may mean cussing and it may mean just giving each other hugs. Um, but we have to allow ourselves to experience the spectrum, you know, without suppressing when you suppress and repress, you just get really depressed. So we have to allow ourselves space to feel, to experience, and to do what needs to be done. And it may mean just take getting offline for a while, shutting down. Everything's going to be there tomorrow. You know, self-care has to be essential right now. Yeah, yeah, those are some good points for sure. Um, let's just thank you, Michael. Let's just keep opening up the conversation. And, and I'll just add in one point just between this and the next person. Um, and again, I kind of said this within my post, you know, some people, 
depending on their own spiritual perspective is if you want to use that term, you know, they kind of have this idea that quote unquote, everything happens for a reason. And, and that's kind of them explaining in their own words or in some form of words, the idea that like consciousness knows what it's doing. And, and it's also operating from like this nonlinear perspective. And if consciousness, like, you know, again, like we've talked about this before, consciousness isn't necessarily here to just like be happy it's here to evolve itself. It's here to evolve consciousness. And sometimes that means like making a difficult situation in order to be able to learn from it sort of thing. And um, yeah, like I, I think there's a, there's a lot to be learned from this situation. As Michael said, you know, it's, it's, you can't ignore uh, it, it. Instead of just like pretending that a lot of people in the United States and North America maybe have like this like built up like bigotry if we want to use that word now it's kind of like bringing it to the surface but in the process of doing so by looking at the fear by looking at the hate like that's how we transform it by ignoring it it just like continues to like bellow and bellow and maybe that's kind of what's happened and now at this point it's almost like the cauldrons overflowed um but in the process of doing so now we get the chance to clean up the mess so to speak um so again you know like how is this like if if you were the universe playing out this story from a non-linear perspective what would it you know start thinking what what would the purpose of it be and, and in the sense of how is it actually serving our soul growth and uh yeah like this is a great time for light workers for you know shifters to really step into their game like this is when the world needs us and uh you know huge shout out to everyone doing their own work doing the inner work because that's where it starts and then for those of us who are like going out into our community and as jeremy's doing as michael's doing as a lot of people are doing connecting with people having conversations doing free hugs uh shout out to brianna brianna who posted a video the other day sharing her thoughts you know herself being um like a marginalized minority uh if that's the right term she was out there doing free hugs and stuff today and she was doing free hugs at the poll so you know there's a lot of us out there who are doing the things to be able to really again like alchemize be social alchemists help help transmute this this situation and uh literally we're only two days in but you know there's a lot of hope and 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 the hope comes through like the everyday action so let's um keep passing the talking stick around and um i'm thinking maybe and I'm going to invite you to jump in because I know you have to head out soon enough. So, Anne, if you'd like to jump in, please feel free to just, you know, practice sharing anything that you would like to share relative to this and what you want people to maybe keep in mind as well. So, Anne, go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm really glad that, who was it, Michael, that shared uh, last? Was it Michael that shared yeah, last? Michael Brazel, yeah. That's yeah. I'm really excited that he shared the aspect of repression and social repression because I feel very, very, very strongly about the fact that I feel that um, Trump has been elected as a leader as a guide to our collective shadow, our collective shadow in regards to our planet. And I think it's very, very important that we start working at um, doing our, not only our inner work, but taking that, all of those repressed emotions, whether it be frustration or anger, or, I mean, there, I mean, it's countless, countless things. I can't even like, you know, count on my fingers themselves, but taking all of those repressions and bringing them to the surface. And it's almost as if I look at it, I was talking to Jeremy earlier as an aspect of humanity's cleansing. 
it's, uh, I feel like Trump is a, a wonderful example of what needs to be cleansed in a humanitarian sense, whether it be misogyny or racism or things of that nature. I think those are things that need to be uh, risen to the surface and looked at and cleansed and transformed. And that's really all I have to say. And I find that to be very, 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 very strong and important right now in this world and in this planet. Super, super, super important. For sure, for sure. Thank you, Anne, for sharing. You're welcome. Um, one thing that just came to mind, and I mean, this isn't a new idea, but you know, I, I just wanna be able to put it out there and get your guys' thoughts on it. The idea of like, in order to sort of rise above this scenario, is it the right, like, I'm just thinking, you know, like, what's the better thing? Should we be hating Trump or should we be loving him? And, and what I mean, loving him is like holding a space for compassion for his own transformation. Because I mean, who knows, guys, like, who knows? Like, I mean, Trump is an intelligent person. Like, we, we can say that, like, without having to get into specifics about whether or not we believe with his worldviews and stuff. Um, I mean, maybe intelligent isn't the right word, because, you know, it's, whatever. But it, it, I'm just kind of curious, you know, like, is there the possibility that like, we may see some sort of transformation within Trump, and by us holding compassion, and in some ways, forgiveness, I feel that that is like what allows people to go through that transformation. Um, and, and this kind of goes into like, stuff I'm thinking about beyond just Trump, you know, like, say, for example, if there's like a criminal who commits a crime, and then for the rest of his life, people hate him and hate him and hate him and hate him. And yet it's not till one person comes up to him and says like hey you know what like i forgive you i love you and even just that one person may be enough for him to be like oh my god like what like nobody said that to me before but that may be the like give them that switch or that courage mm -hmm. that allows them to go through their own transformation of like being able to forgive themselves and maybe being able to like rise above their demons um it's it's, it's kind of like this and i'll just say this because i want to be able to talk about like dr strange at some point within this broadcast to a degree without giving away spoilers one of the quotes within dr strange that's relative to this is the idea that um the ancient one says this and she says we never lose our demons we only learn to live above them and I think that's kind of like an, an, an interesting thing, right? Like everybody's got demons, Trump's got demons and stuff like that. But again, I'm just, what do you guys think about the idea of like from a deeper place in our heart, how do you guys feel about the idea of for like holding compassion for, for Trump and Trump supporters and for the fact that we're all human and we're all trying to like, you know, do what we can and stuff like that. What, what do you guys think about that? Can you guys do that? Can you guys find compassion in your heart for Trump? And, and how important do you feel that is within the bigger story that we're, we're living right now? And so if anybody wants to jump in on that, please feel free. And uh, I will. Michael, go ahead, Michael. Yep. Um, I think there's an assumption we have to rise above. We don't have to. We can hate him if, we, if that's what we need to heal. You know, um, if we need to be angry, I, I am no, by no means a pacifist. You know, I feel that um, I can use my words to hold accountable. Justice is also... Um, a way of holding people accountable for the things they say. Um, I, I think there is always room for people. Like I'm sure Hitler, you know, loved someone at some point. But my compassion doesn't embrace the fact that he murdered so many people, <laughs> right? Um, 
I can hold compassion for him and not his actions. Um, I can love him and not his actions. Um, I don't necessarily have to express that love. My, my love for him may be holding him accountable for the things he said and the fear he's causing and the disruption he is bringing to so many lives. That may be the way I, I choose to love him. Maybe my love for him comes out in a protest because, you know, everyone has the capacity to change, but we have to be honest with what we're witnessing. Um, we have to look at the entire narrative. We can't just slice Trump out of the entire narrative that's playing out. Um, because on the same token, I have to also hold compassion for the people that he's against, you know? So we're walking this line and we're trying to hold compassion um, for the people who are now inciting violence on LGBT or marginalized communities. Um, it takes time to get to a place where we can love the people who don't love us back. And that takes work. You know, but it's true. There are people who will dislike you solely because you choose to love somebody or because you choose to identify with the gender that is calling from your soul out. Um, and there are people who kill because of that. And we can hold compassion for them, but we have to be careful that we don't spiritualize it in a way that justifies the action. Like, for instance, the example of the criminal, I can offer love to that person. I can love that person, but I have to be careful that my love for them does a disservice to the victim of their crime. And that person also needs my love. So have to be careful with how I wield love and hope in these, in these ways because it can, it can come in in a very... Um, it, can be, it can be toxic. Like some, love is not this beautiful flowy thing. Love can be toxic. If you've ever been, uh, you know, enamored by something or glamored by something, you can completely fall in love for the wrong thing. Like an addict falls in love with heroin, right? We can love in very dangerous ways. We can love in ways that strangle or limit us. So if your love isn't something that's freeing you, that's where you have to start. But the idea that I have to love this person into freedom is a false assumption. That's false. They have to love themselves enough to make the change. And maybe as a healer or as a spiritual person or someone who's a little further down the path, I can create space for that love. But it's not my responsibility to initiate that change for them. It's their responsibility to do that work. So Trump yeah. has to take responsibility. I can't be the one that initiates that change for him. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, great points. And, and yeah, thank you for, for reiterating that. And I think that's a good thing for all of us to keep in mind beyond just this, this moment of the elections and that example of holding compassion for Trump or whatever. Um, because you're, you're right. Like I think a good quote unquote spiritual friend is someone who holds 
his friends accountable and, and not even just friends, you know, holds his enemies accountable, holds anyone uh, accountable within like what they govern to be sort of like ways that are just like, you know, like fair and ethical and, and, you know, just like a common morality, so to speak. But, but yeah, you're right. Like, I think in a lot of ways, um, this is what we're actually starting to see. We're starting to see like ways of like how, we can use uh, anger and accountability and hate uh, still as ways to uh, be able to express love. Because I mean, when, um, when like, you're right, like we don't have to agree uh, with someone. It just like, it's kind of a misconception to, to sort of be this quote unquote light worker. And, um, and to think that if someone does something wrong, that the right thing for you to do is just to automatically forgive them and to be in some cases overly passive, because if we're overly passive, then you're right. That's not fair to us. Um, that's not fair to, to others who may be affected by a similar circumstance. So we have to really be, you know, the ones who are able to stand up and to say like, Hey, this isn't right. This isn't cool. We're going to change some things about it. And uh, yeah, I think it, 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 you're, it's just an interesting idea. The idea of like, is it okay for a quote unquote light worker to, to express hate and to express anger at people? And, and, and I think that's what we're starting to, that's where I'm just interested in, in like where and when uh, is that appropriate? And to be able to use anger and hate in, in a conscious way, because essentially it's another spectrum. Um, like, can you, can you hate uh, without it being fear, so to speak, um, if that makes sense. Michael, I go think, ahead. I think in. fear, fear, and fear and love and and hate are they live in the exact same space because if you're feeling that visceral hate towards something, it's it's a reaction to something deeper that you're loving. For instance, if um, and we can use this as an example, like they're, they're on the Christian side, right? That they love the sanctity of their marriage enough that they hate gays, right? So this love has transmuted into something much different than where it started. Um, so there's these very mutable emotions that we experience. Um, I think hate can be a doorway, like pain can be a doorway if you allow it to be a doorway, or it can be a wall if you allow it to be a wall. We just have to be cautious with, with hope and love because sometimes we can hope for the very wrong things. For instance, um, I can hope that Trump will change, but if my hope for him changing keeps me from taking action to hold him accountable, then I'm hoping for the absolute wrong thing. Um, I can hope that somewhere in there he'll have compassion, but along the way, my love can't be passive. My love for my community, my love for those who are feeling affected by this has to come first because they are the ones who are calling for love now. And that's where my love needs to be at this time, in this moment. I can, I can express that love in that way because that will also, you know, in some ways create space for that greater change. But if I'm you know, saying let's love Trump and let's love his supporters. Right now at this time, that's not what's needed. <laughs> what's needed now is to hold and care and give compassion to those that are the most effective. There will be plenty of time to do that other work. And there's an assumption that we have to do it all right now. But, but especially for those of us who are space holders, healers, 
community leaders. We have to be responsive to our communities first. We have to give that love where it's most needed. We want to tend our garden in a way that lets it grow in a way that then we can take the fruits of that garden and then feed the rest of the folks who are needing the food. But we have to remember that if you're talking to someone and you're, you're spiritualizing this and you're saying, you know, we should love everyone. And this person is in fear for their safety, for their place in the world. You're not speaking a language they're going to understand and you're actually marginalizing them more, you know, Love means I'm just going to show up to where it's most needed right now, you know? And yeah, we need to love those other people on some deeper level, but proactive love says I need to give this love where it's most needed first. And that's where we can start affecting a greater change, you know, because these people who are feeling that fear are feeling the absence of love. They're not feeling they're being seen or heard. And really loving means showing up and seeing and hearing those that are calling for it the most, whether it be within our own selves, feeling what needs to be felt and loving those parts of ourselves that are unlovable, or showing up to these communities, holding space, not trying to say that they shouldn't feel what they're feeling, but holding that space for them to feel. That's the most loving thing we can do. But don't go in these communities and tell them that they need to love Trump or love Trump supporters or et cetera, et cetera, right? That's not gonna that's not gonna do any good right now. There may be time for that, but we have to be proactive in how we're watering our garden. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. Um I, I, I want to be able to pass it to um, Jeremy in a second, but I uh, just want to check in. And I know you're going to be heading out soon. Uh, before you do, if you want to jump in and say anything, please feel free. Um, yeah, go ahead, Anne, then. Yeah. So, um, Michael, thank you for all those amazing words and metaphors, if you will. Um, I guess I just want to say that it's just it's different for everybody in regards to where and how you do your work and I find that so incredibly important um, and where I see brotherly love or brotherly wisdom or feminine wisdom or feminine love it just all meets in the middle and that is what is so incredibly important right now is where we meet is where we meet each other in the middle you know where we're at a pivotal point in a shift in consciousness right now where we have to or we need to meet each other in the middle and to find that middle ground is where our heart center is at and where our heart center is at is where and when she speaks to us or he speaks to us wherever and however you want to phrase that um, and it's just it's just a beautiful thing and you'll feel it you know you feel it when your heart speaks to you this is what I need to say this is what I need to feel this is what I need to do and that's just I just feel strongly compelled to say that's where we need to be right now so much love to all of you absolutely awesome Thank you, Anne. And uh, if you're if you're heading out soon, please feel free to just let us know and, and say farewell. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you being here. So 
Awesome. Okay, guys. Um, Jeremy, I want to be able to pass over to you. We do have a couple other players who recently joined the game, and uh, shout out to Moni and shout out to X. Um, we'll let you guys jump in shortly. Um, but yeah, guys, let, let, let's keep bouncing around again. You know, like kind of. I, I think it's interesting that a lot of people are are. are are, are able to see that you know that that trump being elected isn't the end of the world and that there actually is a lot of good to it there it, theoretically you know like how is this it's challenging it's challenging us but through that challenge and through that discomfort that's where we find some very unique and very important growth um otherwise we sort of get sucked into this place of complacency but uh jeremy passing it over to you what, what are your thoughts in the moment um one second jeremy okay go ahead you're good yeah i, I was just going to say um i really like uh, what you were saying there michael um about active love and using it strategically and kind of feeling out emotionally intuitively when you need to apply it and where um and knowing when the best time is to go out and to give that active uh, love to other people and i wanted to make a, a really nice compliment to that um that's what um that, that at least this is what i've been doing is, is going out and and um and, and rather than giving people of giving them something just just kind of being a receptacle to them and really uh meeting them um on their grounds you know with with wherever they're at already and you don't even have to give them anything you don't have to you could sit there and listen to someone and and then just you know tell them exactly what you think um, but don't and actually not giving them something can be really helpful too. You know, like don't give them your anger. You know, just say what you want to say about who they are, but don't use words that. Um, so I'm trying to compliment you here, Michael. By the way, I'm trying to compliment you here. I'm trying to give that the passive. I'm trying to give the yin to your yang right now. You know, because I think you definitely have that down that yang style. You know, like going out there and giving that love, and I really appreciate that about you a lot. Um, and um, for me, what my, my style has been more yin, where I can go up to someone and not give them anything, really. You know, not, not, not give them anything, but just interact with them on this that basic level that's already withstanding and at all times around everything and at all times. Just, just observing them and being completely clear-eyed and not trying to see it from my perspective, but trying to see it from their perspective, right? Um, and approaching every situation like that because uh, you never you'll never know just by looking at someone where they stand on these issues, right? So it can make it more scary. You know, seeing people that in the street and wondering where do they stand on this, you know, <laughs> not being able to tell. You never you maybe make maybe by, by going up to people and just really wondering where they're at from their heart, from within, out, within to the out. And not really giving them anything, not giving them any emotions of positivity or or giving them any emotions of negativity. Um, just being like, where, like, where are you? You know, like, like, let me be, let me become you for a moment, so to say. Like, let me just, let me just, let me just hear this, what, where you're at right now, and and um, and don't don't interject at all. Like, don't interject yourself at all, because you might the thing that you might have to interject would be so painful for them, because it might be a judgment that they're a crazy idiot or something, you know, and that might actually be how you would say it. But when you're with them, it's don't give them that. Don't give them anything. You know, don't you don't have to give them anything emotionally or, or anything. You can just sit there and really just be like, well, like, why do you think this? And and, and next next thing after that, right? And, and and continue to ask these questions to these people to to the point where you understand it from their perspective, wherever they're at. And 
then they'll give you the emotional signal intuitively that they're ready to hear what you have to say because you've, you've got that trust with them, right? And you do have to use your emotions. You do have to be mystical um, with this. Like it, it is a mystical emotional process for sure. It's, it's just is. Um, and it, but that mystical emotional process has to do with navigation for me, how I know when to say something or when not to say something and when to approach someone. But uh, no, I, I try, I'm, I, this is, these are the days for me to never give anyone anything emotionally, not, uh, and not taking anything emotionally from them either, right? <laughs> I was just getting into a discussion with this Trump supporter who was being really nasty to a, uh, someone online. Um, and I wasn't allowing that energy to enter into me. I was just trying to show them, I was just trying to see it from their perspective, but also just kind of show them the other person's perspective. I wasn't even taking a part in this thing. I was literally just trying to, I was just structurally filling in the information <laughs> for them without giving emotion and without receiving emotion, right? And then when you're ready, once you're ready to, once, once people give you the signal that they're ready to listen to you, they will, right? And um, yeah, so because some people are not ready to listen to anyone, they need to vent, right? They need to, they need to tell you how stupid this thing or that thing is, or how this is horrible. So how could this? Because of this, that, that, this, you know, and they, they need to get it all out. And so, best thing you can do is just sit there and be like, okay, like. I'm understanding you now. I'm understanding you better. I'm understanding this from your perspective that you're truth. You know, we're all, we're all, we're all our own matrix. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. all our own matrix. And, and that's just the truth. That's, that's just the truth. And seeing how awesome the power is that we are all our own matrix, you know, we're all our own architect and our own neo so to say i guess you could say we're all, we're all our own entire matrix program right side internally right and just taking on the beauty of that niche person how different it is is enough that you will be able to enjoy looking at it even if it's look something like that you really want to interject or, or whatnot right so being allowing yourself to being ultra passive and not giving them anything, not giving them love or hate or, or judgment, but just really trying to understand it from their perspective. And um, I, mean, I, think one of the, I think one of the things that I've had to do though, is I've had to, <laughs> I know this sounds really weird because in public, I'm going out talking to all these different people, these people that um, anyone, anyone and meeting them exactly where they are and really kind of getting a feel for where they, they are in their understanding. But to do that, I've actually had to completely call my, <laughs> my Facebook <laughs> feed so that I don't see anything that really upsets me so that I can maintain my Zen so that when I go meet people, I'm actually ready to meet them wherever they are. Right. And, and deal with their angers, their, their fears. Right. And not absorb them. Cause I don't want to have to have, I don't want to be carrying around a backpack full of negative, nasty shit that really offends me um, internally. Right. That's not going to go good. So letting go of all that, I receive I, on, online. I use that as a positive mirror to, to kind of get to the state where I know my truth. And then when I go out and I meet people, I'm happy to really meet them exactly as who they are and, and learn them for their truth, right? And being confident in my own truth enables me to, to 
just appreciate other people wherever they are in the process. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy, for, for sharing some more. Um, there's a couple things that I, I want to just at least bring into the circle, um, but we're going to pass it over to, to Moni. And uh, Moni, you, you have a question. So uh, welcome to the Hangout, brother. And uh, we'll pass the talking stick over to you. And Jeremy, thank you again. Yeah, no problem. Hold on, Moni, one, one second. Okay, go ahead. Try now. You're good. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, uh, try, try again. But test, one, two, three, test. Hi, guys, what's yeah. up? It's okay. I don't think you have to be that close to the mic, though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Go for it. Okay, I'm going to start with complete opposite perspective. So, I am really upset with actions of so-called conscious community with this protest. Like, sorry, dude, just before you keep going, can you just turn the music off in the background? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's in the background. No, no, worries. So, no worries. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, though. So, uh, yeah, I am, I am upset about people who, says, who, who are saying that they represent something they call love while they create violence. For me, that is wrong. Like, for me, that's absolutely unacceptable. No matter what words we use, like, we say we're like rioting against what something that never happened like against a guy we don't know against something like that is still something we don't know like why does a hillary make us feel safe like your friend make the video like why is it like we are waking up from this numbness of our feelings or uh, just we we now finally have a cause to like write against something like, but is it a, a, a really the right person to write against? That's that, that is my question. And uh, I feel like a lot of bullying from people, like from people that are, they're like against the Trump, like, so people that are against the Trump, I can see like, if I go to Starbucks or something, people are ashamed to say they voted for Trump. Either they're like a really common, nice people that are like middle class working people that just go to stores or whatever, do like ordinary jobs. And uh, that that is what, what I experienced, like from my, my perspective. So uh, and one more question. Uh, I think you guys said that you don't want to see the other side. Like what, what, what do they have to say? Like, how can we know the truth if you're not objective, if you don't look the both sides? I'm not saying anybody's right here, but I'm just saying that we need to be more objective to make a conclusions, like, and not be like manipulated in, in some sort of really wicked way that we see right now, like writing against what? So if anybody want to talk about that, please, I want to start. Um, because I'm really confused. I'm confused. I'm, I'm confused and I'm pissed. Seriously, you know, what the hell is going on? Like you say it's love and peace and, and then you go and I just saw a video like five guys. I don't know. It doesn't matter the skin color. They're beating on a guy like a senior guy because he voted for the Trump. That's crazy for me. That's I mean, scary. Yeah. I, I haven't even voted. I, I cannot vote. I'm an I'm a immigrant. I'm a foreigner. So if uh, if somebody's gonna be upset about the Trump, it's gonna be me, right? Because I'm not American, and uh, I see a lot of hypocrisy from both sides. But I just I just 
I can't choose either side. I can't choose the side of a Trump supporter. I can choose side of a riot supporter. So I, I'm, I'm still in the middle and uh, and uh, just observing, observing the whole situation. You know, that 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, like Mani, can you just ask your question again? Just like, what's the core question you want to ask the group? Okay, the core question would be this: uh, Do we need to distance ourselves from all that, like you said, the Trump supporters and angry people, or try to, or the other side, and be more objective, or uh, or stand aside? Or choose side, actually, yeah. Or choose side. I mean, I guess, I guess, like one way of thinking about it is like, do we need to pick one side or the other? But that's, yeah, that's what I'm asking there, because I see a lot of people wanna middle ground? bring me into something that I don't wanna be a part of. Like, if it's yeah. a riot, if it's a, a, a right against what, against who, against? I mean, what are we gathering for? Is it, is it the Trump only like awakening us from this numbness, like? We were we were numb so much long that we finally find the boogeyman and we're now awake and we're using all this energy like your friend said energy of chaos like oh we are alive let's do something now so yeah I'm really pissed to see all this and uh, I I, yeah. I don't know yeah I mean I I think um yeah I I think uh for a lot of people they're having trouble seeing that there are more than two sides it's either you're with us or you're against us you're with them or you're with them sort of thing you know um it's very polarizing we're seeing that um but yeah like I I think again you know just stepping back and 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 I'm even like kind of reading just some of the stuff in the YouTube chat and and really just kind of as we continue to go through this discussion really I want to just like bring our our focus on the idea of like what is the lesson? What is the lesson that we are learning right now? And what is the best way for us to be able to learn it? And not to say there's one lesson, right? But what are the lessons? Um, yeah. And, and, and you know what, like, um, this isn't sorry, this isn't a direct answer to, to, uh, to your question, uh, Monty. Um, but you know, like, in, in some ways, like, it's, it, yeah, like, I, I I'm almost, this is like, it's kind of weird to find the right words, but I'm almost more comfortable with the idea of Trump being president than Hillary being president. And believe me, I don't really even get too much into politics, but my intuition just always sort of gave me this vibe that Hillary was just someone who was like, kind of uh, like a, like untruthful or a liar or was constantly hiding something. Whereas I feel Trump is a little bit more of a guy who will literally say what he's thinking kind of thing. So like what we would be seeing in Hillary would always sort of be like this like deceitful illusion. Whereas with Trump, what you see is what you get kind of thing. And and within that, like there's a little bit more transparency and, and stuff. Um, and sorry, this is and, and just like even within all this, you know, like uh, does Trump being president like affect you personally? Like how does it affect you personally? Does it change who you are? It doesn't necessarily change who you are. It changes your environment. It changes what other people around you are doing, but does it change you? You know, like, do you wake up a different person because Trump is president or whatever? You know, like, it, it, we really have to pay, pay attention to what stories we're telling ourselves. Um, a lot of people, you know, they really just invest themselves into the, the stories of what one president means versus another. 
um, which I think can be like a very kind of disenfranchising thing and a disempowering thing. You're giving your power away to other people to, you know, I think of like the Charlie Chaplin speech and he's like, you know, like don't give your power away to brutes who just like want you to like feed you like cattle and treat you like slaves kind of thing. Um, so are you, you know, are you giving away your power or, or like, is this an opportunity to say like, regardless of who the president is today, like I am still me. I am still like a hundred percent, like a badass individual. And yes, my environment may change, but again, that's like another opportunity for me to like show up. And, and if your environment's like suddenly now, like more hostile, like shit, like it may be a little bit crazy, but it's also another chance for you to like really kind of see where you can help like again like transmute fear within our local communities and stuff um it's a it's a very 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 exciting time for light workers if people want to use that term and again you know those people who are just generally trying to help shift consciousness um but yeah money um sorry like you're, you're the, the I, I i didn't really give it like a specific answer to your question can you can you can you maybe just like emphasize again, like what it is? Yeah. Well, uh, let's say for example, okay. Uh, maybe a different you know, way of phrasing it, or, or, or yeah. just in general, any other ideas. Okay. I mean, we so, around. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Yeah. For example, okay, uh, so all the people they say they protest for something better, for something they stand for. I think it's only an excuse. I think the Trump is only an excuse for for like unsatisfaction they feel. If people were so passionate about go and writing for standing rock imagine what would happen now imagine like all the people that want to write against trump they write it against like we don't want to you know, we hold the ground with standing rock like and uh yeah that's why i'm i'm really pissed you know i, I don't want to choose sides and uh but i'm really i don't know just kind of upset you know because uh from things i see People use words like love and uh, somebody's taking away something from them while nothing's actually happening. And is it like all in our minds that we're constantly looking for a, like a villain to fight against? And uh, that's why I ask, like, can we talk about like current awareness of like current, I don't know even how did I say it in English. The current uh, collective awareness, like, are we aware what the, I don't want to say, what the hell is going on, you know? And, uh, yeah, basically, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jeremy, um, you want you wanted to jump in, did you not? We'll pass the talking stick over to you, Jeremy. Go ahead. I did, for sure. And thank um, you, Monty. Yeah, so what, so first thing, Monty, your microphone, yeah. um, your microphone is, like, 20 times louder than everyone else's. Oh, really? Is this going to be that loud? It's not. I'm, I'm adjusting the audio on my end, but I, I can fix that a little bit. And I just use the headphone. Yeah. If you move it away from your mouth next time, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like your audio was like 20, 50 times louder than, than it should have been like in my headphones, quite literally like that. No, 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 I can't actually get it. I can't listen to you, Doc. No, no. But did you get the information? It is what is important, my friend. <laughs> no, no, that's actually what's wrong. That's actually, that's actually my main right. critique. That's my main, oh, you have to stop talking though. I it's, it's you're too loud. It's oh, too I'm loud. Sorry. Money, I'm going to drop your volume on my end, so. Apologies about that, guys. Sometimes just tech issue. Uh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, Jeremy, me, do you want? Did yeah, you want to no, keep talking? No, I need, I just want to respond to Monty, but I can't. Like like the, even the background noise is so loud in my my speakers, I just can't. I have okay. my headphones, so I just can't even. Like okay, I'll move myself. In. It's okay. No, it's fine. Um, so Monty, I was gonna say I don't think that this is really about factual information at all. Like it's this isn't about. This isn't about information. This is about how people feel when uh, people feel. This is all about emotions and feelings. I think people voted out of Trump because of the, how they make, how Trump makes them feel, right? Um, I don't think that people voted for Trump because they thought he was going to be a good president based around what they're thinking, based around the facts. Like he doesn't, for example, know that Russia invaded Ukraine and he was defending Russia without knowing that. There's many, many examples of things that he didn't know that are factual I'm from Eastern Europe, and uh, it, it is not what they say on the mainstream media. I'm sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But he didn't know that they had even uh, did that. Would you, that's, a, that's, a piece of, that's, that's a factual piece of information, right? That they had uh, gone into Crimea. He did not know that, right? So this is, these people didn't vote for Trump because they thought he was... Uh, this, this has nothing to do with thoughts, or facts. Like I think that you're really far off on that. Very, very far off on that. This is all about how people feel and what they trust in. Right? And you have half the country right now who express that they trust one of the talking heads on TV over the other. Right? So 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 hurt feeling can you hear me? I, I can, but it's yeah. Anyways, anyways. I can't yeah. Anyways. So and it's the same thing. With with everyone, it's, it's the same thing with every with everyone here. This is this is nothing to do with with factual information. If this had to do with factual information, we could solve this through science. You know, we could we, this would be a scientific debate. This isn't a scientific debate. It's a political debate about how people feel about what's going on and how they feel about the other people around them. And they're using everyone here is using everyone here is using their intuition. They're looking at the other side if you will you know that every every different individual is looking at all these different people and they're making a, a an emotion emotional assessment of how what they feel that the person is going to do now is, is it enough a feeling is it, it, or, or we need that's, to that's, sharpen that's, all of our senses use the reason and feeling and emotion oh no yeah for sure yeah 100 percent for sure and actually the best way to get the information is to approach from the feelings you you were saying earlier that we should uh, not uh, that we should be objective and stuff like that, and that's exactly uh, that is exactly where I'm at with this too. Is this about when I was talking earlier? I was talking about going up to people and finding out exactly where they are in their process, asking them what they feel and what they think about all these things, how where where they get from, and not interjecting at all, allowing them to really give to allowing them to really express for themselves how they're feeling and and if we come from it from a uh, a factual sort of perspective in our own side where we have there's things that are right and wrong you're going to never listen or hear anyone that doesn't already that you don't already agree with you'll never hear any of their you'll never hear any of their sentiments or statements um you have to use your emotions to move into that space with that person get them to trust you, just by just by approaching them with a smile usually works or a handshake, but, but and then just and, and then just and then ask them where they're at with with these things. Ask them to allow themselves to express where they're at with these things, and this is actually what I see because I have experience with these peaceful peaceful protests. 
I think the majority, the vast majority of these peace, of these protests have been peaceful. I think there was one bus that burned, but there was no one. There was no one that. Well, they've been peaceful. They have been. I mean, you can use if you ask to be objective, right? You if you claim to actually think that that's reasonable, then you should know that the fact is that they are peaceful. So far, so far, so far. But no, why? Why do you do this? Is it because of feelings? It's because you don't feel they're going to be peaceful, right? The te the technical fact is that they have been. They they burned a bus with no one in it, in L.A. But there's like a million people right now they all over the u.s that are doing this so the truth they is that right now you are you are feeling that you it's how, this is how how you feel about the protester and not about what they've actually done this is not about objective information for you or for anyone it's not this is about how we feel about each other and how much we're willing to trust each other now now the facts and the reasoning is very important about that i'm not going to let you come on here and be like oh but we can't just trust feelings because we have to be factual and use reason and rationale as well right we have to we should use, we should use both i know i can feel you but say that right see that so so the, the, the truth is is that we have to use both but you'll never understand where people are from their own perspective if you don't um give up the idea that this is all about information that this is all about factual information because it's not it's not. This is about how people trust each other. Yes. And everyone has a okay. Let's let's let money. I want to. I want to. I, yeah. I, I have to move my headphones like this because it's so loud. I'm sorry. I think it's yeah. mostly just your headphones, Jeremy, because I don't think it's as bad on my end. Can but, I? Can you just? Uh, yeah, please. I, I got please, please. Okay. Go go ahead, Monty. I got you okay. covered. So uh, we see the the main problem here is. Uh, mm, I don't want to say her feelings, but. Uh, the vocabulary or rhetoric from the Donald Trump. He actually haven't done anything. He haven't done anything ex except talking the way he talks. Now is where are, are, are the words uh, more or less evil than uh, death and destruction that we could uh, get? And I I say that we're gonna get the nuclear winter with Hillary Clinton. I'm serious. Uh, and uh, what I say, want to say more is uh, uh, what if you say feelings like we need to know how we feel we want to so we want to we want to sweet talk like I, I feel like people want to sweet talk they want to hear nice things they want to do oh, all no. these nice no, it's not about sweet talking. It's about sweet listening. Hold on, money, money, money. I'm going to cut you off there because no, no. Jeremy, I'm going to I'm going to cut you off, Jeremy. I just muted you. We're going to let Monty finish. Jeremy, listen to yourself and take your own advice. The Hillary is the master, the master, like dark lord, master of deception, and her sweet talk and yeah, everybody's here. We happy diversity, and actually with her, her deeds. She's nothing that she represents. So to be, it's so contradictory, you know? It's so contradictory, like Hillary, we wanna hear good stuff, nice stuff, and we, we're pleased with the, with the words. We're so, oh, everything's nice, woohoo, She's a good girl, I can sense she's a, but we, we don't follow their work. That, that, that's where we lack. We don't follow other people's work and we stand how we feel in the moment, like how we feel the present. Okay, Hillary Clinton looks like, oh, she's a good lady. She look at her smiling. Look at Donald Trump. He's angry. He looks angry. He must be evil. She is a good, but it's like so contradictory. Like for me, 
that, that's what I see. Those are the things that I see, like the both sides. You can you can answer me on that one. Um, let me just sorry guys. Let me just jump in here for a second. Uh, I'll, <laughs> Jeremy, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna unmute you and we're gonna pass over to you and then we're gonna pass over to Michael. Uh, just in the next minute, Michael has to head out soon. So, um, Jeremy, go go ahead though, and thanks, money. And Jeremy, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm talking. Yeah, we got you. All right. All right. So I really like what you said there because I understand you more now. Right. So this isn't a do you understand what I'm saying by that? This isn't about sweet talking to people. It's about sweet listening to people, right? If you want to understand where the new age protest community is at, these people are going out there wanting to be heard, right? And, but, but forget about that, right? Because the real movement is from within all of us that we all have to, we all have to address, right? And using these emotions, you know, to, to understand what other people are thinking, to, to allow ourselves to just move through and, and understand. It's not about sweet talk. And I like that you made that criticism. It's not about sweet talk. It's about sweet listening. It's about giving people the kindness and the compassion to understand things from their perspective without interjecting or giving any. Um, and then once they give you a signal, they'll give you a signal, like how you just did right now, that they're ready to hear you. They're ready. To, they're ready. Once they feel that they can trust you, they're ready to listen back. Right. But if you bring that, that space of listening in, if you bring that listening energy to that place, you've already, you, you know, you've, you, you've set a precedent for real communication. And so I, I like what you said, using your feelings, it shouldn't be about um, glossing over flaws, because I agree with you. Hillary Clinton is a very flawed person. I'm very anti-war and I was very upset with her with Libya. Um, and uh, you know, I, I agree with I agree with you that there's some things that she has done that are not the best, right? But but if we're talking about like the real issue here, rather than this fake one, this fake four-year issue, we're talking about the issue that's going to last forever. Then we're talking about an issue of being able to understand things from other people's perspective and just being able to purely listen and give them that not sweet talk. But I like I like what you said there. I like that you said it's not it's not that we're going to be sweet talking to other people. And, and glossing over is that we're going to be sweet listening and really trying to understand things from their perspective. Because everyone has thought about these things enough, I would hope, or they will tell you that they haven't thought about them very much, which is the other information you can get. And you can get really good information and really understand someone that maybe before you would just be so upset with. So I invite you, I think you should go out to one of these peaceful protests and you're, gonna, you're going to hear things that you're going to really be able to relate to because you can actually listen to anything and be able to relate to it if you listen carefully enough. And if you do this thing that I'm talking about, the sweet listening, you will actually be able to, you know, with a little effort, be able to understand anyone's perspective on anything, as long as it is a sincere perspective, sincere perspective that they have, as long as it's mm -hmm. something that they actually believe. And um, by them talking about it, maybe they'll realize that they don't actually believe it too. So that's one of the real benefits of that as well. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I thank, you, thank, thank you for chiming in from, from Eastern Europe, my friend. Mane. No, I, I, no, Mane I in America. Yeah. Oh, 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 I thought you yeah. I thought you were one of these Russian trolls that are getting paid or something. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, actually actually I'm uh, I'm uh, in Miami, Florida. I have been living here for uh for uh four oh. years already. So I've been living here, but my origin origins are from uh Serbia, Belgrade, oh. the capital of Serbia. And uh yeah, it's funny that uh, yeah, 
<laughs> well, well, we'll have to see each other. You should come to a peaceful protest with me because I live in Fort Myers, Florida. So, well, uh, you know what I fear, my friend? I fear that I, I'm going to go for a smoke. I'm I'm going to go for a cigarette. But I live in Fort Myers, Florida, which is <laughs> come two hours two hours away from you. So maybe I'll see you at one of these peaceful protests, and then and then we can you know you you can we can did all you, learn more together. So, Jeremy, did you want to wait one more second? I think Monty had something to say to you. Just uh, if if Monty just wanted to go ahead. Oh yeah, I just want to say like it's it's a Jeremy what he said it's a, it's a beautiful cause and and I totally support what what he's up to and I totally support the people that that want to do the same but I'm afraid that uh, that there's a lot of people who prey upon those people who want to start like a movement or something and then they, then they're like bring their own agenda and it's going to happen for sure you know there's a lot of people who just wanna who who don't care what's happening who don't care about anybody's feelings just want to you know be destructive and uh and it's really i don't know it's really uh i don't want to say dangerous but it is at the same time you know that we we can like hijack the cause like people hijack your cause and then take it away from you and uh do something else and uh that could easily happen here you know really mm. really easily. yeah yeah, and, and Money and Jeremy, thanks. And and again, you know, like just as a bit overview, and I, I won't be able to pass over to Michael uh, in a second. Uh, I mean, again, you know, like what we've been seeing in the days after the election and probably more. So uh, it, I don't know how long it will continue or what forms it will take. But yeah, like we're seeing people taking to the streets and protesting, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, has it been violent? Um, maybe to a degree. Uh, more so, if anything, it's just been like very fueled with frustration and anger. And um, yeah, and, and we're seeing a lot of that. But even going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think that's important. I think people need that outlet. They need to be able to express themselves. Um, but yeah, let's, let's again, um, let's keep stepping back. What are the bigger lessons? What is the lesson that, that consciousness is learning as a result of, of this, uh, the, the elections in the United States, but not just the fact that it's happened, like, what is happening in the United States? Again, you know, this is a microcosm of the macrocosm. So like, what lessons are we looking at um, within this bigger dream? Um, Michael, I want to be able to pass over to you since you're going to be heading out soon, uh, I imagine. So So maybe some final thoughts or things people should be keeping in mind or any re any reactions or responses you have. Go ahead, go ahead Michael. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of these protests are, of course, fueled by reactive emotion. Um, there is deep fear. Trump may not have said, have done it. He's not in office yet, but his words embolden people who also are using co-opting him to push forward and initiate racist agenda. It's not people who are just coming in and co-opting these peaceful protests that could lead them in directions. It's people who are co-opting Trump's own words and using those words to direct harm at people. Um, Trump has already put forth his 100 day plan. And part of that plan is to take these people who are illegal immigrants here in our country and to ship them out to disrupt families, to cause harm. Pence, um, has already said things about rolling back gay rights. Um, they've already put on their transition team, people who are known for doing this stuff through big organizations, big Christian right organizations that have already caused damage to um, the gay rights movement in the past. So people's fears are valid. 
these are not people who are just reacting to react because Trump has been put in office. There are very real things that will affect people in very powerful ways. And it is our job as protesters, as an act of love for those marginalized and disenfranchised communities to speak up, to step up, and to hold accountable our leadership. Because if we don't put the wrench in the system now and just sit back and say, well, let's just see what he does, when he starts putting these plans into action, um, that's going to be devastating. And the very fact that he's already started to put members of big oil, um, big business um, into his cabinet makes Hillary's connection to Monsanto look like a date to an ice cream parlor. So if we really are worried about um, the environment, um, we need to start looking and paying attention to these things also. It's not just about we're reacting because we're upset that Trump's not saying the things we want to hear. It's because Trump has said very real things that he's going to do as president that will impact people like me, a gay man who just got the right to, to marry, um, that has now the right to serve in the military. When I was in the military, we didn't have those rights and we have them now and they were hard won victories. People have died. Racism still causes death across the board in this country. I live in South Carolina. I have seen many Ku Klux Klan meetings downtown, not far from where I am. So racism is real. People are directly impacted by what Trump's words have inspired. He's never come out against the racist organizations and groups that are co-opting him. And, and that's, that's irresponsible as, as someone who is going to be the leader of our country. Um, David Duke, who was a grandmaster in the Cusco plan has said that he is celebrating now what Trump will create for him and his people, meaning whites. So there is a problem. And what this election cycle and season has done, especially because of this president elect is that now we cannot ignore the systems of oppression and people are going to riot. They are going to be angry. They're going to take to the streets because we cannot let these things that he is putting into play come into play in a way that's going to cause even more damage. So what I've witnessed and from friends of mine who are actively engaging in the protests is they have been peaceful um, for the most part. You're going to see violence happen. That's part of transition. That's part of what happens when these types of big things happen. People are angry. People are reactive. We've not been taught as a nation or as a people how to process grief in effective ways. So what we're seeing is a direct result of suppressed grief, repressed anger. Um, this is what happens. And it's not to say that Hillary would have been any better. Um, but if we really are going to take an objective view, we would also take an objective view on what positivity she would have brought to the, to the office. So we can't say we're being objective, yet holding biased opinion. So if we're really going to look at things in an objective way, we really have to take a step back and say, I see all sides. But um, it's always disparaging when people say we need to take an objective view while at the same time holding 
opinion about groups that are expressing themselves and the way that they feel most necessary because we're not seeing it from their perspective and being objective means being able to see it from their perspective also we have to look at it from all sides yes but at the same time we can't take a step back so far that we don't hold accountable those people who are effecting negative change through their leadership and and that's where we really have to focus our work here it's not pointing blame at the protesters or blaming the people who didn't vote or the people who did vote. It's, this is the reality we're living in and what this man could do in leadership, what his team could do and, and what these people who are supposedly leading us and representing us could do is very damaging. And there are people who are justifiably afraid. You know, I have friends who have already been, verbally and physically assaulted by people who claim Trump is now their representative. So yes, protest, take to the streets. It doesn't mean that absence, love is absent in those places. I find love is most present in those places where people are expressing and creating community and affecting change. You know, they're not reacting because of you know, they didn't hear what they wanted to hear. They're reacting because they heard <laughs> things that move them to protect their communities. And there's a difference. We're not protesting because we don't like Trump. We're protesting because Trump is, has said very dangerous things and has not recanted any of those things or has come out against the violence that's being done in his name. And that's the big difference. People weren't doing violence in the name of Hillary. People are doing violence in the name of Trump. And that's a big difference. And that's something that we have to hold accountable moving forward. And that's all I got. Cool, man. Michael, I know, um, thank you. And again, and I know you, I, I presume you're heading out in the next few moments. Um, but if you don't mind, I just wanted to, uh, like, to go out on this. Uh, from your perspective, where's their hope? Where's the hope? And what are some simple things that people can do to, to help help within like the bigger picture, so to speak, even if that's like some like simple, practical, spiritual practices that you might be able to remind people of. Absolutely. I think, you know, the big thing is to just be informed, you know, um, don't get distracted by the protests or what Trump's saying. Really do your own research and figure out um, what needs to happen, you know, for you. Get involved at whatever level is the most appropriate for you. Let yourself be part of the change that's coming. Don't just sit back and, and think that it's going to be okay. It might, but let's not take any chances. Do self-care. Turn off your computers. Turn off the computers. Turn off the TV. Meditate. Practice your spiritual tools. Go out and have conversations with people about what they're feeling. The only way we build bridges between hearts is to truly listen to what other people are saying you know, really listening to their perspective and having dialogue around where we can affect change together. 
if I understand where you are and you can understand where I am, we can then build a bridge between those two places. Um, but right now, people are going to be reactive on both sides. We're, we're just at the precipice of this. This is where things start. So we are going to um, see that things are going to get really difficult um, before they get better. Um, and I'm seeing some stuff in the comments section that are, you know, they're pretty obtuse statements. Um, people um, oftentimes do vote in their, not in their best interest. Um, you know, this guy, um, Milo, who did the whole twinks for Trump thing, and it's just, you know, people are hilarious. You know, but here we are, right? We're here. We're here. Trump's here. That's not going to change <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know, short of another miracle, but we're here, right? Um, and we, we can get angry and let people be angry, let them protest. Because I, I feel, uh, well, he's already reacted on Twitter to the protests. So the very fact that these protests are causing him to uh, react um, is, is important. He's, he's witnessing what's happening. Um, of course, he's, you know, whining about it. <laughs> versus like doing anything uh, productive with it. But you know, this is where we are. The reality is we're here. Um, let's be angry, let's protest. But in the end, um, what I've been sitting with with meditation day as a contemplation is where can I find love in the chaos? You know, where can I find love? Maybe it's just going outside. Maybe it's logging on to this broadcast and finding people to love here. Maybe it's, just going out and having a delicious meal. Maybe it's taking a nice shower. Maybe it's, you know, any of those things. Be kind to yourself and to others in this process. I have family I've had family who voted for Trump. <laughs> you know? And we're living in the same house and we're all like, it's just another day, you know? I don't have to hate them because they voted for Trump. Um, and when I talk to them about their support, you know, their support's coming from this you know, maybe a misinformed place. They didn't know all the other things that they weren't as researched, you know? And I can't, I can't blame them for that. I can blame the media. There's all things we could like, we need to hold accountable. You know, the systems that let Hillary Clinton and Trump get to where they are, the systems that support violence and racism, the systems that support these very difficult, dangerous things in our communities, that's where we start doing the work now. And in having conversations with people, we can build bridges. So ask yourself, what can I do to build a bridge in my community? Um, how can I approach this with love in the best way possible in a way that lets me feel safe, um, in a way that lets me feel um, uh, productive and proactive? But don't, don't forget, though, that there are people who are, we may not be feeling the fear, you know, but there are people who are genuinely terrified. I have friends who are um, non-status immigrants, and I have family members in this country, you know, who probably shouldn't be here. Um, and they're terrified, you know. Um, those, those fears are real. And we have to love those people a little bit harder right now. That's where we do real love is we let them know they're not alone. We let them know that 
if things get difficult for them, that we will love them through that process and that um, we have each other's backs. You know, we, we can debate this stuff until we beat it into the ground. But as long as we have each other's backs at the end of those conversations, that's all that really matters. So I'll leave you all with that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again, Michael. And uh, just before you go, please feel free to let people know where they can get in touch with you and, and you can let them know about your websites and your blog talk radio show and anything else you want to share. Yeah, uh, I do radio show every Monday, Wednesday and Friday on blog talk. It's very simple. Michael Brazel, um, blogtalk.com slash Michael Brazel. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com M Brazel or Bhakti Witch, and I'll post all these in the uh, little group chat also. I'm on all the social medias. Um, I try to post spiritual things. One of the things I'm trying to do on this show and on my Facebook page is to start creating spaces for love. Um, we're already having these other conversations in other places, but um, we need to have little respites, really um, nice places to come and just find a little bit of peace in all of this chaos. So. Cool. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thanks. That was really nice. To, I, I, I think I understand the, the yin to my yin now a little bit better. The fact <laughs> of over awesome. the passive listening, I think I, I think you really helped me solve that riddle. I was thinking internally as you were listening, as I was listening to you, and it really helped me to, to, to evolve a little bit just now. I feel like I... <laughs> I definitely went up in mana. I definitely I went up in mana. I went up in mana a little bit. I have, maybe I even gained, uh, you know, some, I, I have more mana now. Something. I, I get like a little check mark because I've, I've evolved you today. So. There you go. There <laughs> we you evolved go. each other. Yeah. As um, long as something evolves. That's right. That's, yeah, that's all. That's, we, we're constantly evolving. Always. And that's the truth. Cool. Um, Michael, before you go, I just want to read, uh, there's, there's just a, a, a little blurb that one of our friends actually wrote on Facebook and, and I, I just want to give you a chance to hear it and, yeah. and, and leave just, it's a short one. Um, this is from our friend, uh, jam pants. Um, some of you may, may already be familiar with him. Yeah. He was actually in the journey to lucidity Two movie as well. Um, but I'm just going to read real quick and this is about uh, politics and this is honestly like the, one of the very few broadcasts where you actually spend uh, uh, time talking about, but Hey, you know, it's, it's, it's a big part of the shift right now. So jam pants writes, if this election has affected your life in such a way that you are unhappy, then I believe it's time to examine exactly what it is you want out of this lifetime of yours. No one authority over reality is any better than yours. So why would you give that away to someone else? Now your happiness is independent on outside is, is sorry. Now your happiness is dependent on outside sources. And that is in that in itself will only ever yield pain. You can never guarantee that somebody else will make you happy, that anybody else is obligated to make you happy. The only person who can make you happy really is you. Inner peace is the most precious gift you can give yourself. Stop looking for it in other people. Keep it on traveler. And so that was a little thing from jam pants. There. Awesome. There you go. There yeah, you go. it's true. You know, we we attach a lot of how we're, we think we should feel, um, which is why I think it's important to feel the, the plenitude of emotions that we're feeling as we are going through the cycle, whatever they may be. Um, some people are going to be joyful. Some people are going to be angry and that's okay. All of that's valid, you know, but it's all dependent on 
what we want it to be in the end. And, and just right now, it's okay to not worry about that. You know, right now it's okay just to feel what's being felt. If, if you're feeling depressed, that's okay. That's part of this process. You know, part of the process of change is letting yourself experience and feel the emotions that come with that change. Otherwise, those emotion, emotions will show up in other ways. You know, if I repress what I'm feeling, then when someone does something and I explode, it's because that energy has to go somewhere. Emotional energy needs to move. And if it, we don't allow it to move in the moment, it will come out in other places. It just always does. So, yeah, I think that's, that's incredibly valid at this time. Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you again for, yeah. for joining. And um, are we saying farewell? Is that, is that it for, the, for this show? For this yep, summer? that's it. That's it. That's Just all. That's class. all. Jumped on here. Been a long day. Cool. So. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, tomorrow awaits your presence. So yes. rest up and uh, we'll speak with you soon enough. So Awesome. See you in the cool, future. Man. Awesome. See you in the future. Right. Much love. Cool. Awesome. Um, okay, guys, let's keep bouncing around for a little bit more. There, there's only a, a few of us in the chat. If anybody else watching this would like to join, please feel free. We have about seven people watching on YouTube right now. But again, there's always, you know, several hundred people that are going to be tuning into this into the future as well. So shout out to you guys, you time travelers, you. And uh, yeah, at the moment, we have Ashley, we have Jeremy and Mani and myself, Brendan, and uh, Michael again, who's just uh, heading out. But Moni had a question, so um, we'll pass it over to Moni. And I will just say that we're going to aim to wrap up this broadcast maybe within a little bit more than a half hour from now. Um, whether or not we'll talk a lot about Doctor Strange, I'm not entirely sure. Um, a couple things I'll just mention just in this moment, since we were just in the kind of in between things right here. Um, I just want to be able to uh, give a shout out because uh, in a previous broadcast that we did, um, some of you may have heard about when we were talking about Standing Rock and we spent a long time in the broadcast talking about Standing Rock and the admin broadcast. And uh, within that, we were actually talking about um, some of our friends, Kyle in particular and Jamie and uh, how they were going to Standing Rock. And they actually were able to coordinate things with another shifter, Ryan, and uh, they were successfully on their way. And uh, that was Ryan Glantz. And so they're literally on their way to Standing Rock right now. So I just want to give a nice shout out to them um, to the idea that we're going to have some shifters on the ground at Standing Rock and uh, we're going to be able to coordinate some media from their end and possibly get some like interviews and some broadcasts and uh, yeah so I just want to be able to like send them love send them a shout out and send a huge shout out to everybody all the water protectors at Standing Rock as well so yeah there's a lot going on within the big like the bigger picture here between Standing Rock and between the elections there's there's a lot to like keep us busy to keep us on our toes. So um, yeah, I have no doubt about it. This is the, this is a very exciting time to be alive right now. And again, I think like just being able to like keep yourself centered is a, uh, is a good way to sort of not get swept up in, in all the chaos and, and all the noise. So we want to be able to like be able to show up for our community, show up in service to other people. And, and one of the best ways to do that is kind of like taking those moments for ourselves and, and really checking in with our responses uh, opposed to just our reactions. It's okay to have reactions, but to be able to like be aware that those reactions are happening in the first place allows us to maybe perhaps have uh, allow them. It, it allows us to move beyond them having full control over how we feel in the moment. So instead of just being like, oh my God, I'm so angry. You recognize like, oh my God, I'm feeling angry. 
and you process it, alchemize it, and then you can kind of continue to move beyond it. So rising above uh, the, those, uh, those concepts. Um, so Mani, uh, we're going to pass it over to you. You, you had a question. Uh, go, go ahead. Let me just make sure your audio is okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I just had a small question, but, um, I'm just gonna get, get it to, um, I really think that, uh, mainstream media succeeded in, uh, uh, convincing people that Trump is, uh, racist, you know, but in fact, I don't think he's a racist. And we see that a uh, majority of people have a problem with Trump being a racist. So if we can, uh, make sure is he or is he not a racist like and uh, is he or is he not against LGBT community and all these things that the people who protest you know say they protest against like our body our right or something like that I only know that he is against abortion uh, I don't know if he's against LGBT or, or any any other race but uh, I, I do have a I really think that it's a really hypocritical to say that uh to blame it on trump like um like it it, it happened it, it, it became a violent it became a violent like people are, are bullying other people who support trump physically emotionally uh verbally they're literally bullying people you cannot say that you support trump uh they don't want to connect you with you in any other way like why are you supporting and what like that not it's completely bullying like it's it's a, sh a shame, like shaming people for voting for Trump. So, uh, and I find it really hypocritical for people uh, to say that uh, protesters are there for uh, because of Trump. Okay, because of Trump, and uh, at the end of the day, they're gonna blame the Trump if something happens like a violence. So uh, I think it's really hypocritical, and uh, and that's it. I would just like to respond that you are uninformed, so you need to continue to no, inform yourself. No, I'm really, really informed. Really, really, but both sides. Really, both sides. I'm really objective. Okay. Well, let's 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 just again be, uh, Jeremy. Just kind of like be aware of like how you're saying things in a way that's just kind of like. Yeah, gentle, gentle, right, right. Impose. You know, we don't. Gentle we're not, chaos, brother. Yeah, we're not here to like. I, I love I love money each other love down, money. right? So instead of Jeremy, think of another way how you could have said that. Um, and if there's anything else you want to say, but but I mean, um, I, I'm I'm like I guess that's on the idea of whether or not Trump is like a racist or or whatever. But it's interesting because I literally just saw a post on another friend's feed, and he was just like, it, it was literally about that, and he was like, you know, I'm really interested. A lot of people are talking about how Trump is a racist. Yet where did they hear that from? They heard it from the media, the same media that's spinning all these other stories. Media. Um, Mainstream media convinced us that we have a boogeyman and we finally have a villain. And if we defeat that villain, everybody's safe and happy and uh, that's it. But the uh, story is completely different in my perspective. So what I'm, I'm just curious more, Mani, because I mean, yeah, like I'm just, okay, my friend's post, um, he literally just says, why is everyone becoming the, uh, why is everyone, I think you kind of wrote this weird, but um, why is everyone becoming the Donald Trump the media portrayed? He's a rapist, question mark, a sexist, uh, a rapist. Everyone think quickly how they learned about that. Media told you, your cell phones, your TVs, your Facebook. Um, da, 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 da. 
Uh, anyways, but but yeah, Mania. I'm just and, and again, like this is generally. I'm just curious as to where you're you're coming from. Um, just again, so we can get some am, more understanding. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. Objective. I want to be objective. I want to be so precise. When we when we saying things, are we completely sure what we are saying? So I don't want to choose side. I want to when we speak that our words be sharp as a sword, but in a truth. We don't use the, the words to, to gain our own, uh, let's say, uh, agenda. Is it like a conscious community? If we have our own agenda, so we want to ride the Hillary so we can get our own agenda. Or are we going to ride the Trump protester and uh, say all these things? Are they true? Like, is it truth? Like, I, if I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight with the truth. So uh, that is my answer. So what? can, can you just confirm, like, what to you makes you like make a statement like that to say that like trump is not a racist um and, and i'm not arguing i'm just I'm, I'm just literally trying to understand um because again you know i'm just trying to get a better understanding like to you like how is trump not a racist because i haven't received any information from donald trump that he's a racist but is it possible that you just haven't heard him be racist so just because you haven't you haven't personally heard him be racist. Does that make him not racist, or does that just mean you haven't heard him be racist? No, most of the talks that uh, the politician talks is a political talk. So, uh, uh, I don't know how to explain, but uh, I don't know how to how to deliver this to you. I've heard him be like, it's, I, I was just yeah, I, I've heard him be very very rude to people to immigrants and to minorities um you know like i've like i mean the whole building a wall across mexico to me has this very racist undertone in a lot of ways but but you don't think so or or or, or what do you think um what i think about the wall i think it sucks that it's 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 uh it's it's funny that uh, i don't think he can do a lot of things that he said he's going to do i don't think he can build a wall i don't think like those are all promises like all the promises like obama obama got uh, uh he got a, a nobel's peace prize how bizarre the guy who got elected and got a nobel peace prize for a speech that's so bizarre to me so after his eight years, uh, we only saw death and destruction. So how bizarre. I, I want to I wanna look at the deeds of people more than uh, what their statements are. So after deeds, I'm, I'm going to judge you. But before deeds and words, I, I cannot judge you, you know? Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I think uh, Gentle Chaos, um, if you want to jump in, and is it Dave? Am I, am I remembering that correctly? Is that, is that correct? Go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So Dave, welcome okay. back and go ahead. If any responses or anything else you want to take this well, conversation. I mean, you, you hit it when you, when you said that, you know, um, the beingness, the beingness, uh, is someone racist or not? You know, my dad will sit and tell you he's not racist and, and, uh, and, and me knowing him, I know what he, I know what he talks about. I know what he not only talks about. Um, I can see when he, when he watches TV, I can see something cause he's a, he's a big mainstream media guy pumps it into him. That's what he, he's terminally ill. So he sits in a chair and watches mainstream media all day long. And, uh, I can sit and watch him uh, when a story comes up. Cause you know, the media puts stories together 
programming. They put it together to do exactly what they call it, and then it's programming. <clears throat> and they'll show stories with uh, on some uneducated person, and and uh, it was an uneducated African American girl who grew up in. Uh, she had four kids. Uh, lives a, a very tough life. And that's all she's ever known. And I can watch my dad watch her. And um, I can, the anger he has, and he'll say things such as they arrested her for mo for not mowing her grass. And he'll say things such as, uh, well, you should have mowed your grass then. It's just that beingness that, that lets me see uh, where he is so where he may say he's not racist out of his mouth why are you uh, why do you have this type of energy when you speak about this this young lady then you can say you're racist then you have a very hateful energy towards her you know and so i've seen that in trump as well whether he's a racist i don't know you know tomato tomato uh, politics is it's it's all a friggin game and until people uh, wake up to the truth which is love uh, and that is the absolute truth, and it's told with inside of each one of us. <clears throat> until until we wake up to that truth, um, games will be played all around us, you know. Uh, and so, really, it's just a, a matter for me was just going into my heart and going into that place. That place was uh, inside of here that tells the truth, and it's love. So it's the same thing, you know. Peace. I call it peace too. That place has never lied to me. It's only been this place right here that's that's told me lies, you know. And so, uh, you know, like sitting, like sitting practice is one of the most important things because, well, for me, because it allowed me to see all this stuff that I'm seeing now. And uh, I can see something that's very ne negative on TV. And I can almost take that feeling and turn it into something positive, you know, and put it back into the world. Okay, I think we just, um, oh. because okay, keep going, Dave. We just for you know, you there? Yeah, go ahead, keep going. Okay, I'm just saying, uh, I've been up to you know, Iowa, so I'm from St. Louis, and Standing Rock's the native, uh, the reservation area, and then they have one in Kukok, Iowa, what is actually the staging area for where they're going to be drilling underneath the river. And so it's, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's a huge place. And uh, there's about 60 regulars that are staying there now. And it's three hours from St. Louis. So I spend a lot of my time going out, handing out uh, stuff just to bring the awareness to it, that uh, something that's so close, you know. Uh, so there's a few different staging areas. So I just wanted to let that be known as well, that that's there. So if anyone's close to Kuakuk, Iowa, uh, there it is. I'll be up there on. Uh, I'll be up there on Saturday morning. That's cool, man. Sorry, you, you kind of cut out. I just wanted to just hear that again. Like a staging areas, and like they're preparing like tools and resources that are going to Standing Rock. Is that is that what you're saying? Uh, or? No, Standing Standing Rock is the reservation um, where where the the Dakota Indians mm -hmm. live, and so their eighth prophecy or whatever the the Black Snake, which is says. If the black snake crosses our lands, that the world will end. And the black snake is the oil pipeline. And so the, the, our, our Native American brothers and sisters are going to fight for their lives. Like their, their traditions tell them 
that this is the case. And when you look back at some of the other uh, the prophecies from the Dakotas, um, they've had they have nine of them that are written, I believe. Um, they have seven of them that have happened and come true. The eighth, and there's only one after that. And I'm not familiar with it. Um, I'm just attempting to walk through the black snake one, you know, <clears throat> or make protect. It's more of a protect. A lot of people say protesters, like our brothers and sisters are protecting. They're protecting our rights to free water and our to clean water. And so a uh, protector just has mm-hmm. a much higher vibration to it. You know? totally so that, so. that area is the actual place where they're going to be drilling underneath the river and running the pipeline. And so it's, it's a huge part of it. Um, and there's not much light that's really shed on that um, because of what's going on at Standing Rock. So Standing Rock, is they're both important in their own rights. Well, they're both for clean water. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to make people aware of that. Okay, so there's Standing Rock, and, and what's the other place that they're doing the specific water, like where they're crossing? Or It's called uh, Kuakuk, Iowa. It's, if okay. you type in uh, where the drilling that's going on, that they're actually running the pipeline underneath the, the is it the Mississippi? Or Mississippi, or it's the Missouri, Missouri running underneath yeah. the Missouri River. Yeah, they're going to be drilling. They already are drilling. There's people. Uh, we have some friends up there that sleep in. They sleep in ditches, and when they sleep there, um, they can actually feel the drilling and hear the drilling going on underneath them. Wow. And this is at times. This is at three, four o'clock in the morning, and they have uh, drilling permits that only allow them to drill into a certain time at night. And so they are really, um, they're ramping it up, attempting to get under this thing very quickly. Because um, although they just keep arresting it, until the numbers get um, to, the, to the right numbers of, of individuals that are there willing to protect it, um, they're just going to continue to move forward with it. Because they can arrest, continue to arrest, arrest. All they're doing is making money when they arrest. So numbers, our, our power is in our numbers. You know, and so when we are able to um, bring enough people there, it'll stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll stop. Yeah. Exactly right. It's definitely part of, um, it's part of the awakening process. So this is, it's really allowing uh, people that are, uh, you just spoke about it, is allowing, you know how many people I've seen wake up from this like people that were totally asleep see what was going on and finally see it because of how crazy it was yeah you know that's amazing that's friggin awesome yeah and then we just got to make sure that because they're going to change names they'll change anchors and they'll have the same programming it's Mm -hmm. all in the programming you know yeah yeah definitely that's uh, again and and that's what we're seeing here right like essentially like people are going to be waking up from a variety of angles from a variety of paths some of them are going to be waking up through the political sphere some of them are going to be waking up through the spiritual sphere some of them are going to be through the environmental sphere you know like whatever one their soul is kind of drawn to uh, is the right one for them and so like in the same way like the standing rock thing is a huge catalyst for so many people awakening And, and we were talking about this in the last broadcast and what i think is so powerful about it is the fact that like the native american 
Americans, like the natives behind it and everything, their core perceptions are very, very spiritual in themselves. So for anybody who finds themselves getting pulled into the Standing Rock story are naturally going to be introduced to a lot of these spiritual perspectives spoken about openly about, you know, just saying like, yes, this is about us connecting with the earth, with Mother Earth and like with like literally just like the lifeblood of the earth, which is the water. And and there's a whole unity message in there. So it's a very powerful thing. And then again, like through the political thing that we're seeing, and, and, and I want to be able to pass this over um, to Eddie Grace, who recently joined, just get his thoughts on like the, you know, the elections or what it means for the bigger shift in consciousness for our awakening. But again, right, like essentially what we're seeing through the political process right now, we're seeing a lot of people waking up to the idea that politics aren't like always in our favor um which is kind of a thing that's like so obvious now but honestly i think even just like 10 years ago there was a lot of people who were just like oh yeah you know like the government's got like our back the government's like totally got our best interests and things like that and not to say that they're not trying and stuff i mean evidently there's still people like honestly like some people will say like oh there's like always big conspiracies yet sometimes like i feel like sometimes there's just like it's not as crazy as a conspiracy as it is it's literally just a bunch of humans trying to do their best and making mistakes along the way and just being like so flawed by nature to begin with opposed to like actually being some diabolical conspiracy by like an elite group or something like that um but again right like so so even just literally through trump and through things like that people are just waking up to the idea that you know there there's there's suspicion afoot or or something's afoot something's not right and and it's just it's inviting them to inquire and to ask questions and to ultimately think for themselves And, and and i think that's like the important thing and then obviously through a lot of this this the side effects is that it's also bringing together community so i mean even look at the protests that are happening as a result of the trump rally like the anti-trump rallies and stuff um i i would hope that out of those protests a lot of people are connecting with other people in their community and that is one thing that i feel protests are like always really important to do are are why they're really important to do because you know it's got it's not so much to say hey this protest is going to fix the problem it, it, it it's about expressing yourselves and getting a message out there but it's also about like connecting with the other people who show up to it to say like oh hey like you're also passionate about this me too like let's stay connected and let's work on other projects beyond just this one protest so i mean if anybody's going to like an event or a protest or anything any sort of awareness gathering really go out of your way to like connect with the people there do some networking because i feel like that is where the solution is the solution is kind of in that long-term story arc of people connecting as community and, and really like building things from the grassroots and continuing that story of like just getting to know people and, and and being mirrors for each other's growth and supporting each other through that process and then through there teaching people how to be leaders and teaching people how to build their communities and in and through that process of building your community teaching other people in the community how to build more community so it really becomes this ripple effect where like everybody's like this 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 hub for possibility and and for other people to be able to connect through so um yeah i I think it's again there's a lot of ways that consciousness is waking up right now and it's very obvious that the trump election is a huge catalyst for it even if it's quote unquote, like not what a lot of people wanted, because again, there's, there's, there's kind of that idea that 
you might put out this, and, and this is something that we can observe within our everyday reality, where you might have a really specific intention to say like, okay, universe, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. And you'll like really, really put your intention towards it. And then the universe will be like, okay, that's cool. Like I hear where you're coming from, but here's what you need. And then it may not be what we want, but it's actually, again, but it, but it's actually like what we need as a, as, a, as a soul, as a spirit, as a consciousness in order to like be able to like shake us, to wake us up, to challenge us, to get us out of our comfort zone, to get us out of our complacency, to connect us as a community. Um, so again, you know, like consciousness knows what it's doing and, and, and Trump getting elected is no exception to that rule. It is still something that is serving us. And uh, yeah, I think, again, there's going to be a lot of a lot of very interesting elements to this story that we're going to see unfolding uh, over the next weeks and months, no doubt. Um, this is going to be a very exciting year. 2017 is going to be a very exciting year. We're going to see a lot of shiftiness uh, going on. Um, Eddie just jumped out of the chat, but we'll hear from him once he gets back. But just uh, passing it over to, to anybody else who kind of wants to jump jump in on this. Uh, Paradigm Shift Team Building Hangout, talking about politics. Yeah. <laughs> Don't always do this, I swear. It's not a regular thing, but it's good to do it every now and then. Um, anybody else want to jump in, please feel free to do so, or, or Gentle Chaos, if you want to jump in. Man, I'll go all night, brother. I love talking to people. You hey, know, well, uh, go ahead, man. I mean, you, you only I got in a few minutes ago. So. No, it's, you, uh, yeah, I mean, what, you're, you're, yeah, you're, like, you're what's, what's the bigger lesson, like, you know, to ask you that? Because that's what we've been kind of been talking about. What is the bigger lesson relative to the politics, relative to the state of the world in, in, in general right now? What are we going through? What are we learning? What should we be learning? The, the, hold on. You're good. Yeah, go ahead when you're ready. Okay. Um, the bigger lesson is it's it, it all it always adds up to love, brother. The bigger lesson it all it, it always everything that I've ever experienced it all it has always it hasn't always because of this thing. Love is the biggest lesson. Like this murder all this stuff that's going on in the world it wouldn't be happening if 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 self-realization was something that was um like taught to to us when we were little kids you know we're given we're given uh social security cards we're given uh, names uh, this is who you are this is what school you go to yada yeah, if they would spiritual principles are very um when one realizes themselves, they know the other as themselves as well. And why would I? Why would I kill myself? You know. So the biggest the biggest lesson is this: is we're learning, um, we're learning, and it can be very challenging sometimes. The truth of who we are and the suffering that's on the earth is actually what's helping uh, this this awakening, because it's the depths of suffering that one goes to that can crack that shell and when and when one when that shell cracks and the journey really begins right there um that we get to we get to have conversations like this you know and uh it's a uh, it's such a blessing and i'm very grateful to get on here and be in a, a conversation with other people from around the world about stuff that really uh the stuff that really it's deeper than uh, level uh, deeper than skin surface deeper than the surface of my skin 
you know, most of the conversations around here in this place that I live is uh, it starts out weather and, and sports, you know, and it's like uh, that stuff got old a long time ago to me. I honor people that want to watch their sports and talk about their weather. Um, let's talk about feelings. Let's talk about what feelings are. Let's talk about thoughts and uh, when do they show up. And let's talk about, you know, that's the stuff that, uh, and, and sometimes politics and, uh, and sometimes religion, you know, and, and what, just whatever comes up. Because in every one of them, love exists. Talking about, I can always, um, I can always usually bring it back to that. And so um, that's the biggest lesson here is love. And, and in essence, that's what we are. We're, we're each um, the essence, I believe, of myself and everyone else right there is love. And then there's all this other stuff that goes in on it. So mm-hmm. loves, uh, loves it, brother. I like that. I like that. It, it all adds up to love. Like definitely, definitely. And again, you know, like for, for, for people like thinking about the ways of like, what can I do to help make a difference in this world? Like, yeah, like use the superpower of your heart, use the superpower of love to go out there. And I, we say it all the time, but you know, like literally like free hugs, go out there, do free hugs, like start connecting with people and not only just doing free hugs, but start talking to people, like share with them, like why you're doing what it means, what is your intention. And, and, and again, you know, like, I think that's what we need to do. And, and free hugs is such a beautiful way to begin dissolving those boundaries, to begin dissolving those barriers that we so commonly have between each other. Um, okay, guys. Uh, and thank you, uh, Dave. Um, uh, we have Eddie who recently just joined. His computer's kind of glitchy. So we're going to pass it over to Eddie um, while he's here before his computer crashes again. Um, Eddie, just in the last few moments, we've kind of been talking about how it all adds up to it all adds up to love is an awesome thing. I like that. And uh, again, how like through the American election, through the Standing Rock, through all of the bigger shifts that are happening right now, like what are the lessons that they are teaching us? So, so Eddie, from your perspective, all the way over in Australia, you've obviously got some idea of the scope of things. Um, what do you feel are the lessons that consciousness is putting itself through right now and why? So Eddie, welcome. Go ahead. Hi, all. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Yeah, I've been watching this election with eagle eyes. I've been following it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, I mostly get my information from Infowars off Alex Jones and all these other they're um, they're pretty much on point with everything they say relative to all of the research that I've done <clears throat> about history and indirect aspects. Uh, I don't know how many uh, Americans in the group today. I think uh, mostly everyone except me and you right now. So oh, go, yeah. go Canada. And, <laughs> okay, go ahead, and, Eric. And did every dual citizen. I'm a dual citizen. Jeremy's a dual nice. citizen, yeah. You can't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to so, kick me out. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I, I, I've noticed that every, everyone has different reasons for who they choose to support. And uh, I don't know who you guys support. Are you more Republican or Democrat? I don't know the difference. I honestly don't. I just I just don't. I know one of them's... Right? I De- Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Democratic. I, 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 I'm familiar with Alex Jones rhetoric and, um, Good old Jones. I really, I really appreciate him. And I think that, um, he's probably 
not a good person to give you information about the difference between the two parties. I'll just tell you, I'll just give you that much. He's, he is a good person for getting other types of information. Like, um, no, real and very real information too um, about, uh, uh, you know, like I think like CIA power conspiracies and stuff like that. Um, he is a good source for that. And that's one of the reasons why he supported Trump because he is basically the embodiment of a non-establishment um, uh, yeah. uh, politician because he is, and, and as I, I, I'm not completely convinced, but I think there is a, a lot of evidence for the 9-11 um, uh, truth kind of stuff. I mean, there's, there's stuff there. I don't, know, I don't know how much of it's real because there's never really been any research into it. And I think one of the reasons why um, Alex Jones has supported Trump so much is because he sees that Trump is not what he calls a globalist, which I think is Wikipedia. And I don't mean to offend you by this because I know you said you're really well informed and stuff. I don't want to make you feel like you're not, but I would say no, his. No, you're, you're fine. I'm trying to yeah. get a bit of a, a scope I mean, too. It's, yeah, hard, yeah. it's hard to talk I, I, openly without kind of upsetting people. I, I like to understand everyone's point of view and then I can adjust my words. So the offense is to a minimum. <laughs> Um, I, I, Eddie, uh, and I know Jeremy's got nothing to say, but, but yeah, yeah, before you crash and stuff like that, um, yeah, like, what do you see this, what do you see within the bigger picture of things? Like how, how is what's happening with the elections? How is it helping uh, evolve consciousness, shift uh, consciousness? I, I can break it down quite simply, like into a formula. Yeah. And get as multidimensional um, as you want. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is really multidimensional. This is, this is as deep as it gets. And this is an area of spirituality that I focus on like that, the upper layers that most people are unaware of. And <clears throat> so, um, the, the, uh, establishment, the, the elite group of humans on this planet that, um, basically have access to all the resources, all the money, and more importantly, the information that's been handed down over thousands of years from antiquity. Um, so a lot of that information exists in like one book or one document. It's, it's not on the internet. They're not in libraries. This is top secret, high level information on how to rule. And it's handed down from very rich, influential families or kings even royalty and th this is the information that i focus on to try and help me with my spiritual practices and <clears throat> what i've discovered as well in alignment with astrology is you could think of um the establishment which is barack obama hillary clinton george bush bill clinton the other george bush it goes back they're, they're all part of the same team the last nine presidents have all been part of the same team, regardless of what party that they represent. They're, they're the poster child for the elite or the establishment. And Donald Trump has come along uh, and he basically represents an independent group. And he's not what I would call fully dark and he's not what I'd call fully light. And he's like half and half. He's a transition energy. And so you've had the establishment that have been in control now for a very long time and their agenda is globalism. They would 
prefer if one group of people had control over the whole planet because they view through their philosophy and their findings from studying history that it's always easier to have one superpower and everyone else subordinate. And that way you can reduce uh, the effect of war um, and rebellion. You, you basically just got one elite group and then everyone else does what they're told. Uh, and people have been trying to establish this type of philosophy on this planet for thousands of years and it will never work. You, you can't control the whole planet. There will always be rebels. And what I see Donald Trump as being um, is the half and half, the transition energy. I think he'll only last four years and people will get sick of him. But what it has shown, his example, is that you don't have to be a politician to end up being the president of America, the leader of the free world, so to speak. And I think up until this point, there's been a lot of really, really smart people with that are, are less ego-driven than what Donald Trump is because he's got a really big ego that will now be thinking in their mind, I've got a chance at this. You know, I've got the money, I've got the intelligence and going up against someone like Donald Trump is possible versus, say, going up against the establishment. I, for Donald Trump to do what he's done, um, it, it's historic, very, very historic. And it, you'll probably find that um, a lot of really smart people that have been scared to speak up under the previous administrations will be front and centre, ready to help Donald Trump. Now, just the fact that pretty much all of the top layers of the American military support Donald Trump, that says something in its, in its own right. Because you don't become a general or an admiral without being super intelligent and understanding very large, broad-ranging scopes on everything to do directly and indirectly with the military. And that's basically human society as a whole. So if all of these really, really smart and powerful people have decided to put their weight behind Donald Trump instead of Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, then that in its own right is saying something, you know, like Hillary Clinton was a really bad person and she was just extremely polished. She was a 30-year career politician. She knew how to say and do and present everything to win the hearts and minds of normal people that don't have access to information like I've got access to. And they politicians manipulate human emotions in order to prolong their careers. They're not the people you should focus on. The people you need to focus on are the people behind the scenes with all the money and all the influence. The, the leaders of big business who can pay lobbyists to get whatever they want because then they pay the politicians and then the politicians have got the money they need to prolong their careers. Uh, coming back to what I was saying, I think Donald Trump will represent a spiritual energy that acts like a transition. So you're going from something that's really negative 
to something that's half negative, half positive, and the next president and onwards after that will be positive, positive, positive. I really don't think the establishment and the powers that can be will ever, ever regain the control and the ability to manipulate human society the way they have over the last 200 years. I, I, I would like, I, I agree with you actually 100% on that. I really do. And thank you Mike, for sharing that because that is, I really, I really like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Yeah, so, I, I, it's going to be fun to see Donald Trump in power. You know, he, he said a lot of controversial things that politicians would never dare to say because their careers would be over. And he just doesn't give a shit because he's got all the money in the world. And it, it's it's given people like energy again and spark. And you know, you, you see more people registered for this vote in America than they did with Barack Obama. And that in its own is saying a lot. You know, here in Australia, it's compulsory to vote. If you don't vote, you get fined. Where in America, it's, you know, it's really up to if you want to or not. So out of 300 odd million people, about half voted. You know, so there's still a lot of room to move there if people got off their asses and actually went and voted. You might have might have gone the other way. You, you don't know. But I think the, the manipulation that Hillary Clinton was using, people saw through it. Where, when, you, when you say we're waking up, a lot of people don't realise what it means to have an awakened mind. And to me, it's like a heightened ability to comprehend information. You, you actually start to see things for what it really is. So if someone's trying to lie to you or manipulate you, then you feel it before you think it. And straight away, you're, you're onto them. You're like, nah, they're full of shit. So it doesn't actually hold true. It doesn't register. And that's pretty much the only reason why the previous presidents have been able to get away with what they've gotten away with. It's because it just goes over the heads of everyone. It doesn't click, doesn't register. And people go, oh, okay, they must be a good person. We'll support them. You know, and American politics is more than just America. American politics is global. And you'll find that every nation outside of America has an opinion on American politics. And... Most of those opinions over the last probably, I don't know, 20 years have been really dark and negative. Ever since September 11, um, America's reputation has gone down the toilet. People just laugh at Americans now. They... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Eddie. I'm not sure if you're done, but you froze for a second. Yeah, no, I'm done. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, America needs to be the example for the world to show goodwill and upliftment and helping. And this globalist agenda of trying to take over the world, it's, it's reached a stalemate. You know, they're never going to get Iran. They're never going to get North Korea. They, they managed to get Libya, you know, and they killed Gaddafi. And... But it's, it's over for them now. Everyone knows what they're up to, what they're trying to do. 
and these false flag events and trying to create destruction to get rid of a government to bring in your own people so they will serve the the, the greater agenda of globalism you know it's it's not working for these people anymore We're, everyone's becoming too aware of the manipulation and they're saying no you know you see it in england with the brexit they want they, they left the european union you know the european union was another globalist uh plan and agenda that took them decades to pull off and they finally did but it didn't last very long because they they didn't do it right you know if they weren't so mean and they actually started to help people instead of just control people they'd get what they want you know people would go with the flow instead of they're digging their heels in and saying no um i, I don't know i think the world has has moved into a really uh, neutral position at the moment. It's not good and it's not bad, but it's definitely better than it was. You know, the Russians don't want to blow up America anymore now that Donald Trump is the leader. They absolutely hated Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and they were ready to strike first to make sure that they protected their country and their sovereignty. And America would have fought back and probably blown up the the whole of Europe and Russia in, in, in doing so, and it would have just been a total disaster. Uh, I, I'm glad things have gone back to like a neutral sense now, but time will tell, you know, and I'm just one person with one opinion, and uh, I don't know, what, what else are people thinking? Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I, really, I really like your analysis there. Um, and getting, past the, getting past party politics is something that Americans really have to do. And I think you did a great job describing what you were talking about, I really do. And a lot of Alex Jones people I come in to play with uh, and talk to talk, talk with, um, talk about globalism more in philosophical and ideological terms, where they talk about it mm. more, more like as in uh, a religion, like, and this is what I don't like about um, things on the left and the right here, and uh, is that sort of the purest ideological values that people will hold, um, uh, things like, and, and they take on these single word definitions that are ultimately triggers for irrational behavior based around rational thought, based around months and years of rational, decades of rational thought, but they become these trigger concepts. And then they break, if you, if you don't hold on, and that's what I really like, if I have to, I, I was, I did everything I could to prevent Donald Trump from getting in. Um, but I also did everything I could to get Bernie Sanders to be the the prime the prime the the um to 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 be the the Democratic the delegate yeah yeah I did yeah, yeah 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 and so for me it took me actually months to get behind the idea that I was going to have to vote for Hillary Clinton and um, I was let's let's not get into that but anyways I'm going to get back to what you're saying because. The, the positives of the positives of Trump coming from someone who uh, seriously opposed him and went through a major emotional breakdown over the last two days and has finally sort of like surfaced out of it to, to realize that I have to keep on moving and that um, there is something to be positive to be to be had out of this whole situation and the positive and, and, and again I, I really want to congratulate you on your take on on, on policy because it was about uh, foreign relations and not about ideology, 
which is some yeah. of these some of these some of these uh, info war guys are it's more about ideology it's like they're 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 baiting you into taking an ideological side or trying to figure out if you're this or that and they have these different words for it and and i understand where they're coming from with that like it's easy it's that's that's a stage of intellectual development it's binaries and stuff like that but i think we have to move past that right now and i do think that donald trump is a good person for that he's going to help us move past some of these triggering binaries because i i I ultimately do think he is um and i'm going to say this word with as much love as well no you know what i won't say the word I will say it. I will say it. I will say it. I think he's a fascist <laughs> and that he's combining left and right candidates, left and yeah, right. He's, he's just, just taking very far left and very far right concepts, I think, in a certain way, and he's combining them together. I, I don't think that he's uh, truly malicious, though. I think he has a lot of heart. Donald, Donald Trump. He has a lot Donald of heart. Trump is a, really focusing on that as his positive aspect. It's that he has heart and that this that, that heart that he has is that, is, that, is, that, is that gray spiritual energy which you're talking about. And it's going to move us into a new era where it's not about ideology, it's more about authenticity and people speaking their heart rather than hmm. yeah, so Absolutely. Things are uh, very malleable right now. From, from what I've noticed too, um, with business people, you know, like corporate corporate leaders, and that's that's what Donald Trump is. He's a corporate leader. And I work in a company that is worth $250 million, so I get to interact with corporate leaders in the upper layers. Um, my late father-in-law was a CEO of Mercedes-Benz here in Australia, another corporate leader. And I'm part of a family that are business owners, not big business as in corporate, but big money. So mm. I've come from that upbringing. I'm, I'm in alignment with the way that they think and the way that they feel, as well as being super spiritual. So I've got kind of a blend of both. That's good. And what I what I notice with corporate leaders, and I'm talking about Donald Trump now, is that when you put them on the spot, when they have to um, speak instantly, so someone will ask them a question and they'll have one to two seconds to think about it and then they have to say something. They They usually say things they regret because they haven't had enough time to think things through. And you'll find with business leaders that if you leave them alone, if you give them some quiet time, they can go through all the information, they can apply their analytical thinking skills to the variable factors, and then after much deliberation and pondering, they will create something that will supersede everything else. And that's why they are the leaders, because they can take all the information, think about it, and come up with something, a solution, that will be far better than anyone else. And the difference with politicians is that they're like the opposite. They know exactly what to say within a split second to win people over. They then have to go away with that problem after the TV cameras are gone. And the people that are controlling them, the business leaders who have all the money, then turn around and present the policies on a piece of paper and say, all right, I know you said this, this and this, but this is the reality. It's not going to happen like that. And that's why politicians always get caught out 
for being bullshit artists. They say one thing and then something else happens. And usually that something else is the opposite. So what you've got now is a business leader who is the president. And more than likely, he's going to spit shit out his mouth when the TV camera is around. And it's he's going to have to learn to be humble and tone things down. He, he will. You give him enough time. All leaders adjust really quickly. But I think after maybe six months of moving into the White House, building his own administration, his own team of really smart people, and they will be really smart people, he will figure things out. He'll nut it out. And all he's really got to do is create incentives that will make big businesses in America bring all the work back to America instead of being in China and India. And all of a sudden, the American economy will be booming. And then he'll use all that money to rebuild infrastructure, which will create even more jobs, and it'll just be another boom on the back of a boom. But it's got to be done in a very decisive manner. He's got to get his head around all the problems first, and at the same time, he's got to keep the globalists at bay because they're going to still be trying to stab him in the side through the media. Okay, it looks like uh, Stephanie might have had a glitch on Eddie's end. Um, again, this just does kind of happen every now and then. Um, I, one thing I just want to say, and I'll just pass the talking stick around and showed, uh, I know Ryan joined as well. Um, you know, wh one of the things that I've seen other people post about is the idea that like, okay, how is Trump a good thing? Like, it goes into this idea that almost reiterating what Eddie said, that the previous presidents of Obama, Clinton, Bush, Clinton, Bush, etc., like they were all a part of like almost like this like special club or this special group or or just like. Uh, again, I'm not really the best at explaining politics to begin with, I don't think, um, but you know, like there's a lot of sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, like conspiracies and shady stuff. I mean, not even really to get into this, but there's some like really, really, really shady stuff related to the Clintons. Like you're talking like pedophile rings and like really, really like not cool stuff in any way. Right. Um, now again, like, right. Like information's out there. Think for yourself. But again, like I think there actually is like probably some pretty decent information connecting to them, to them, to some pretty vicious stuff. So again, like what's, what's, quote unquote good about Donald Trump it is that it is like this like something different uh, is something like it's kind of like a new twist a new opportunity um, and kind of what even what he was saying it's like Donald Trump is almost like this like gray uh, it's not like this like black and white he's like very much gray um, which is uh, also another way of saying that there's like potential um, so yeah no it, it, again like I just I guess I just wanted to reiterate the idea that like yeah like Clinton and them like that like they're yeah like I, I feel like we like dodged a bullet um, not electing Hillary and stuff like that I, I feel like that would have just like kept us in the same loop that we would have been in whereas Donald as crazy as he is is kind of something new um, which is and, and and the mystery of it is also what's exciting uh, in, in a lot of ways so yeah um, 
Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see where he goes. Who knows? Maybe someone will like slip LSD into his drink one day, or or, <laughs> or, or, or like drop him off in the woods and like make him eat mushrooms or something like that. I've, I always I always love that idea that like if, in order for someone to be president of a nation, they should like go on some sort of vision quest or something, and and then <laughs> bring that knowledge into the country as well. Who knows? Like who knows? Um, yeah, be curious. Uh, like. Yeah, to to like get a chance to be like, so Donald, like, did you ever do like psychedelics growing up or something like that, or just be able to talk to him about things like that or anything? I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box here. I'm getting tired to be honest, guys. It's um getting close to 1 a.m. on our end, so we're gonna keep this broadcast going for a little bit longer. Again, we got some more people in here, and I just want to get a chance for you guys to add your thoughts into the discussion. But we'll wrap up a little bit after one, and uh, yeah, it'll, it'll just kind of be like a regular closing. There won't be like a global meditation uh, with this one, but but nonetheless, thank you guys so much again for tuning in, and uh, please feel free to continue to share this episode with your friends, and uh, we'll go over some more basic stuff a little bit later but let's keep passing the talking stick around um again getting closer to the show let's really boil it down right like what are the big lessons here what are we learning what's going on oh my god consciousness what are you doing consciousness stop what are you doing um (laughs) okay guys uh i know ryan was here but if he comes back i'll let him jump in um but who would like to who would like to jump in at this point does michael pratt have his microphone open does does michael want to say something um yeah, Michael. Okay, we'll we'll pass over to you, Michael. Welcome, welcome to the hangout. And uh, once Eddie gets back, we'll 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 check in with him. But Michael, go go ahead in the meantime. All right. Well, just speaking of uh, Donald Trump, uh, the Trumpster, Mister uh, Quack, Quack Quack Quack, Mister Ducksworth. Let's see. When was the last time we beat, say, China? <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah well I, I can't mention you know how many times he said china it's interesting because believe it or not i think this has been one of the most i mean i know people used to clint um oh that was a freudian slip people used to clint, <laughs> uh <laughs> people used to quote bill clinton all the time you know in the late 90s you know you get that little email and said no nah, mm-hmm. i did not have sex with that woman you know but it's not like it's not like bill clinton was that entertaining i think believe it or not i mean and you could just check saturday night live like the stuff you know they've they've done alec baldwin does like this really great impression of uh (laughs) of uh donald trump and it's interesting because it's like I think so many people just didn't see it coming, you know. But I think he's been one of the most entertaining presidents that I've that I've seen. Um, that like, you know, it's like I didn't vote for Trump or anything, but uh, it was like in the first day, you know, that I, uh, you know, found out the news. This is going to be the president. I mean, I could. I, just something felt different about. Uh, so, something just felt different about that day. It was almost like. You know, the stages of. I would say the stages of grief, but like. It was just shocked. Like. 
I think nobody really thought that was actually going to be a thing, you know. It is it is odd. He's he's something else, you know. I <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is though it's that the way I looked at it is you know when he when he was elected I was like man this shows like perfection you know like and I mean it's not about you know say comparing yourself to Donald Trump but it's just like it shows that like you know we're not perfect or we're not looking for a, a a perfect person or um and i think a lot of people i mean you know he's quite successful as far as you know all the money that he has but you know i mean just as uh a person like it's like you don't have to be i think it it gives people a, a little bit of a thing to like not be so um hard on themselves or to um, because I mean when you look at somebody like Trump it's like you can see flaws uh, you could definitely see flaws but those flaws you can recognize probably in other people and probably in yourself unless you unless you know you know you really you know worked on yourself kind of thing so it's just um yeah i don't <laughs> mm -hmm. it but one of the things that i think that is interesting is his slogan you know make america great again um he came up with that you know he that was his thing the interesting thing is, though, is even though it may be in a little red hat and the people at the rallies may sound like, you know, like, where do they go to school? <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, there's nothing wrong with Make America Great Again. Uh, but the thing is, is that maybe the thing is, is that somewhere, you know, subconsciously or unconsciously you know that's what he wants and maybe he doesn't know how to do it but somehow his i don't know if he has a higher self but if you want to call it that the higher trump in him wanted to put you know make america great again now the thing is is maybe it's not just him but he put that out there and there's nothing wrong with the statement make America great again because it's not just his idea of make America great again, but the collective. Uh... I'll tell you something from um, a perspective outside of America. When I was a boy. Oh, you're not a boy. Not like, <laughs> I, I mean, a child. Yeah, I mean, a, a child, you know, um, at primary school, high school. 
everyone, everyone I knew had great admiration for America. America was always thought of as the best of the best. They fixed all the world's problems. They had all the answers. They had the infrastructure. They, they were righteous and they had very high sense of morality. And, you know, if, if you needed an example, America was the example. And every other nation tried to imitate the policies and the, the benefits of the American democracy system. It was fantastic. It was idolised. And then something changed. You know, around the year 2000, everything started to go in the opposite direction. And now you fast forward to 2016, and America is the absolute laughing stock of the planet. There's not one country that has any admiration or respect for America. And when I say that, I don't mean the general public, normal people like us. What I mean is the federal system that controls the ability to do things. And it's been totally and utterly corrupted. And <clears throat> I've been learning lessons, I suppose, to find the right words all right so we'll go into the spiritual side of things i know how to open my third eye i can project my consciousness out of my body out of this dimension of reality into higher dimensional earth there's actually two earths there's a lower dimensional earth and there's a higher dimensional earth. it's it's one energy but it's divided into two groups of frequencies and we're in one group and non-physical beings exist in the other group. And when you're in your body, you can interact in both realities. When you're a non-physical being, only certain non-physical beings can interact in both realities. Most non-physical beings cannot interact in our part of reality. And I've managed to meet some spirits higher dimensional humans that have the ability via their consciousness, just like we do, to interact in both aspects of reality. And one of the humans that I've been befriended to, I suppose more than another, is a female, a woman. And traditionally on this planet in mythology, higher dimensional humans are referred to as gods and goddesses. And... There's just as many as them as there is us, if not more. And <clears throat> so the idea of one God is not in alignment with mythological stories. You, you have to change the word God into source. It's like another dimension that's above gods and goddesses is where you find source energy. And that is a formless dimension where everything is just energy. There's absolutely no form whatsoever. Where in higher dimensional reality, there's a lot of form like there is here. It's just that everything takes on more of a translucent appearance rather than a physical solid appearance. And <clears throat> this woman has been explaining to me that via our genetics, our DNA, you know, even though we're all human, the mechanics that make us us is different on, on a genetic level. 
and different humans or, or different spirits are attracted to different humans. So there's lots and lots of groups of different spirits. So one group will like a certain body and that, might, that body might be a certain uh, race, for instance, say white people or black people or Asian people. Um, so there's lots of small subtleties within our species and those small subtleties are attracting factors or certain spirits. And there's a group of spirits known as archons. And archons are the opposite of gods and goddesses. So gods and goddesses are higher dimensional humans and archons are a group of spirits that take on many different forms. But the, the form that we're most familiar with are grey aliens and reptilians. They both fall under the archon category. And when they're in spirit form, not, not a physical form, they're attracted to certain human forms. And what I've been told is that archon spirits, the grey alien spirits, and when I say grey aliens and reptilians, that's like the physical form. So there's a spirit inside of that form and that spirit doesn't look like a grey alien or doesn't look like a reptilian. It just has an energy that's in alignment with that vessel. And some humans have similar energy alignments with those spirits. So those spirits are attracted to incarnate into particular humans, to particular grey aliens, to particular reptilians. And... <clears throat> The establishment on this planet, the group of humans that are known as the establishment, the elite 1% on this planet, their bodies, their genetics, their, that energy is in exact alignment with the grey aliens and with the reptilians. And so they're human, but the energy is archon. And they rule over us. And what you what you've got to understand is that here in lower dimensional reality, we are not the leaders. Even though we're the apex creature in lower dimensional reality, we are like ants compared to higher dimensional consciousness. And higher dimensional consciousness, the archons and the gods and goddesses can actually do things in lower dimensional reality and use us by proxy. But they have to find specific humans that they that have has an energy alignment so they can use their energy through the human's energy. And then most of the time it goes beyond the comprehension of the human. You don't even realise that there's a spirit talking to you or controlling you or manipulating you. You just do things and it feels like you wanted to do that when really it was there. Okay, I think um, might have had another freeze there with Eddie. Um, that's okay though. Um, just double check. Yep. Um, I really liked Eddie's uh, take there. That was... That yeah, was getting extremely. into the... Yeah, getting into the Archons is a very interesting concept. Um yeah. Let me just, uh, I think Dave wants to jump in. Dave, I'm going to pull your volume up. Uh, go, go ahead. Did you want to? Yeah, I was just going to, um, 
for me, and, and I'll, I'll, I will speak to Eddie when he gets on here, because anything I'll say, I'll say to people, because I like talking about this stuff. You know, when, we, when, when one speaks about this thing called ego, all right, uh, this ego, this, this false self, when one speaks about the ego, and then it comes out a lot in conversation, uh, uh, be, be off by that, bro. When, 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 when I'm telling you what you need to do, when I'm telling you uh, what you have to understand, it's, that's from a, a space that's uh, lower vibrational uh, to me. That's, that's something that, um, I don't know, just don't, don't rub me right. So, uh, yeah, hey, there's a lot of knowledge there. A lot of what Eddie said, um, I, I can dig it. And, uh, you know, consciousness is, is perfect in its own right. And uh, the, the human mind. Oh, hold on, hold on. One second. I don't know what happened there. Um, there? Keep going. Go ahead. You're good. Back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. What, uh, what, what, was, the, what was the last thing you heard? Um, the human mind, dot, dot, dot. Consciousness. Is oh, the, I mean, the, the, con- conceptually to understand this, you know, uh, it's uh, you, people go nuts attempting to understand this. And the understanding, it really comes in the silence. And, and it, the understanding becomes a deep knowing. Like every one of my beliefs, I crushed every one of my beliefs into was a understanding or a deep knowing within myself. And it, and it's the answer is always love. So it, for me to sit in, um, I will always say that the answer is in you, and, and the answer is in you. You, you, you. Everyone has the answer within. Um, yeah, if if there's a if someone using drugs and it's messing their life up, I could say, hey, you. You probably might want to get off drugs, and that's most likely the answer. And then again, they're on drugs, so how do I know that's the answer? You know, so I don't have anyone's answer. You know, and to speak outside of of uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff I stay away from as well. And just uh, when when the ego shows up, it shows up. I can the only reason I can identify is because I know it for me. I learned my ego because it's it resides in here, and that's knowing thyself. You know, knowing thyself, Jesus speaking, all, all the great, all any great teacher from any religion uh, speaks of know thyself, speaks of, of sitting practices, speaks of love, speaks of compassion. Um, you know, them are, them are, that's what holds the value for me is when someone speaks from that. Oh, okay. That I think. Oh. There's no mistakes, brother. It's going, going perfectly. Was there, um, I mean, like I said, you can talk to Eddie when you get back. Was there something in particular that Eddie said, or was it more so how well, he was just, saying it? Or I'm just looking was, to understand. It was, um, you know, if I'm telling you what you need to do, <sighs> does it, what is it? How do you feel when I say you need to cover your mouth when you yawn? Yes, excuse me. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. So I mean, how, how do you? But how do you feel when I say that to you? You need to do that. Right. Okay. So it was just kind of like how he was saying some of the it's stuff. Just presentation. Okay. It's yeah, just yeah, presentation. Yeah. Ego presents itself in a way that's it's it's. Uh, I can. The only reason I can see it so good is because I look at myself every day. Like like it teaches me every day more and more who I truly am. That's the, it's the, 
that's the experiences and circumstances that I've been through that add up to this. And it's all, and it's all BS because Dave sits in there. Um, mm-hmm. all right, I apologize. Yeah. All right. So uh, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay guys, like I said, I, I do want to be able to wrap this broadcast up in the next like three hours or something. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Um, but uh, Ryan was joining into the chat and uh, wanted to be able to pass the talking stick over to him. Ryan, are you are you there? Did you want to did you want to add in on this? And, and Dave, thanks thanks again. Um, Ryan, go ahead. Feel free to jump in. I mean, it kind of like a little summary of what your thoughts are on you know politics and and what this means for the bigger shift in consciousness or anything else. Uh, Ryan, or sorry, one second, Ryan. Um, okay, try now. Ryan, go ahead. Try now. Am I, am, I, am I clear? Yeah, yeah, we're coming through. Yeah. Awesome. Go awesome. ahead. Yeah, I, I came in late, so I'm not going to really say too, too much because I don't want to drag out something that's already been said. Um, and I don't really like politics too much myself um, because I think the direction that we are headed in is pretty scary in general, no matter which way we went. I think we had two very bad candidates to choose from. Um, you know, it was just like how bad, which, which way are we going to get screwed, uh, on this one? And it's scary to me that Trump wins because I feel like just like one of the other guys was saying earlier, like people used to look at us as a model, an example, and having Trump as our president is scary. That's embarrassing. Um, but I'm excited because it's radical. And that I think this will cause a push towards something bigger and different. I think we'll get fed up or it'll show the faults will really shine through. Um, Whereas if Hillary, they would have like used it to their advantages and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Trump's so far out there. I think that different things are going to come out that was never expected and that'll force a change that'll, hopefully snowball in the direction of the people um, further down the line. And, you know, that's, it's kind of how I feel about it. I wish we all kind of came up with a game plan and literally voted for somebody absolutely ridiculous and had the masses vote for like Ronald McDonald, you know, something ridiculous just to prove a huge point. Like, yeah, the numbers locked in and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But for some reason, guys, we have, you know, 400, blah, 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 you know, 4 million votes for Ronald McDonald. So, you know, like I, it would have been nice to approve the point through this election. But I guess other than that, um, that's probably where I'm at on all that political BS. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Cool. Okay. Well, I, I think you got your wish with Trump. I think you got your wish with Trump for sure. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think you. I didn't. I think that that's kind of the positive energy you can take on this and the the breaking of the the social norms for sure. Because, yeah. um, and and um, anyone who tells you that everything is going to be fine is is, is you know it's, it's I, I watched a video today of I just sometimes I watch nine eleven videos and it was a guy on the phone assuring being assured by a first 11 responder while he was in one of the two towers mm. and it's almost like trump or hillary there and people are going to get screwed 
And I always hope that, that, that Trump was Tower 1, where only people at the very top are going to get screwed and everyone else in the bottom. Yeah, uh, it's going to take... I, I hope that it wasn't Tower 2, because that's the one that I watched. And it was literally a, a video. And it was a guy talking. He's like, and the first one was like, it's okay, we're sending the helicopter. And all these you scream, you hear him sort of scream, ah! right? And then the power That's a scary analogy, brother. No, it, and it's true. I think that that is what happened. I think, I think we got Tower 1, you know? So, but... Um, I got uh, one other thing to add in. What I was, what I was saying just before, uh, with energy and humans. So I'm gonna go for this one. Uh, like what, I, like what I said before. Uh, we're not in control. We we need to come to an understanding that sh humans that are incarnated spirits are not the leaders. It's non-physical spirits that work through humans are the leaders and different human energy allows different groups of spirits to work their magic to to do what they do and uh hillary clinton barack obama george bush bill clinton george bush all had a human body an energy that was in alignment with the Archon energy, which meant that grey aliens and reptilians, that energy, were able to control them without them even realising. And when you control the president, you control the administration. You get to build your team. The first thing that happens is they bring in people that have the same energetic alignment. So one spirit, can work through the president and work through all the other leaders of the administration. So you'll have multiple humans, but they will all be driven by one spirit. So the very last president that had energy that wasn't in alignment with archons, that was in alignment with higher dimensional humans, was JFK. And everyone, if you've done your research and you've learned your history, you'll notice that JFK was a wonderful president for uplifting the people and, and progressing the country in a positive sense until he got assassinated by the establishment. Now, Donald Trump's energy is in the exact same alignment as JFK, even though his personality, his character traits are nothing like JFK. The underlying foundation energy is in alignment with higher dimensional humans, which means they will be able to work through him to build a new team. And all of those people will have the same energy of higher dimensional humans. So give it time, give it six months there's going to be fantastic changes that come through that people won't even be able to imagine at the moment. But I guarantee you, Donald Trump is going to be an uplifting, positive experience for the American political system, the global system as a whole, everyone, general public. Everyone's lives are going to slowly get better, not because of the spirit that is Donald Trump, but the energy that is Donald Trump's body that allows gods and goddesses to work through him 
that now have control of everything else. And I'm my energy, my my body is in alignment with higher dimensional humans. That's why I've met a few of them and they like me and they jump in and out of my body all the time and they tell me things and they help me. And <clears throat> humanity not only is waking up consciously to the fact that we've been manipulated for hundreds of years, but further down the line in probably another 10 to 15 years, higher dimensional reality is going to be acknowledged extraterrestrial lower dimensional aspects will be acknowledged different types of physical beings that can create technology like us will be acknowledged and a lot of them are already on the planet and they've been here for hundreds of years you know these are concepts that we slowly have to start to use our logical minds and analytical ability and and reasoning skills to try and understand and advance our philosophies on what we consider reality to be. So if you have any doubts in your mind that Donald Trump and the Republican Party are going to be detrimental to America, you've got to put that to one side because what I've been told, the opposite of what the general public have been told in America and nearly everyone in America has received their information via mainstream media outlets. And all of those outlets are controlled by Archon Energy. So, of course, they're going to demonize the man. Where are you saying, where are you speaking this from? Yeah, that's, that's my When you, that's when, when you say serious. that almost Everybody from America gets their information from mainstream media. Where do you get this knowledge from, brother? That's what I'm curious. Where is he getting his information yeah. from? And, and what do you do for work if so, you don't mind? Came in late. Yeah, yeah, abso yeah, absolutely. I'll give you some credentials. So I'm, I'm a fitter and turner. I've got 20 years experience uh, in engineering, thinking, analytical, problem solving. I, I'm very good with those attributes. And what I like to study is a broad spectrum. So... Not only do I look at the mainstream media like Fox News and CNN, <clears throat> but I also cross-reference it with alternative media like Alex Jones, uh, We Are Change, The Next News Network. I think there's like six or seven really popular ones on YouTube. And they're independent journalists that aren't being paid by anyone, that are asking for Patreon supporters through their YouTube channels. So they don't have alternative agendas like mainstream medias do. You know, all the presenters have to say what they're told or they lose their jobs. Where the, the alternative media can speak from the heart and, and say whatever they want. I've, I also, every night when I get home from work, I've probably put in one to two hours of watching all the news that comes out of America because it's a really good guide on how the rest of the world is working. And most nights I sit in my chair here like I am now and I fall asleep listening to stuff. It just goes on and on and on. It's so freaking boring sometimes. Right. Hold on. We'll let Gentle go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Do, do, you, do, you, do you have a sitting practice? Uh, what, what do you mean? I don't understand. Me meditation or mindfulness. Do you um, sit in? Yeah, yeah. You do? Yeah, ab ab absolutely. So I, I consider myself to be a shaman. As, oh, okay. as like like my part-time job 
I've I've got um, advanced uh, understandings on meditation and tools and techniques. Uh, I know the biological triggers on how to open my third eye, so I could teach anyone to replicate it from a scientific point of view. Um, I've, I've spent, oh, I think, just over 25 hours out of my body connected into higher dimension reality in 10-minute trips. How, how do you know that time? How do you know that time? If time is uh, an illusion, how do you know that you spent that amount of time on your body? See, here's, here's, here's I, I mean, the thing, brother. I mean, I mean physical time. Like I start a stopwatch before I open my third eye and then I exit my body and when my consciousness comes back into my body, I open my eyes, I stop the stopwatch and I have a look at how long I've been gone for. And most times I go on a journey, it's between 10 and 15 minutes. So you're but it feels like... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So it feels like I'm gone for hours, but I have spent... 25 hours of our time in higher dimensional reality. That probably equates to thousands and thousands of hours. And this, the, the information... No, go ahead. My apologies. The, the information that I've received via um, uploads directly into my mind, um, higher dimensional conversations, um, telepathy while I'm in my body from higher dimensional spirit, it's immense. I, I've been doing this work now for seven years since I first opened my third eye and I started this lifestyle when I was 19 and I'm 35 now. I've spent approximately 6,000 hours uh, via self-education on top of hours of what you'd call um, a public education, you know, I, I finished high school. I never went to university. So I, I've got approximately three times the amount of time involved in learning information on, on what most people have got if they never went to university. It's it's like two PhDs. Yeah. And but it's more, all related more, to... More, that's more credentials. I, I, from my ex yeah. experience because I didn't hear you speak anything about a sitting practice or meditation and I, I haven't heard you say the word love yet and and I've, I've never I've never I've never had a higher dimensional being ever tell me that they were a higher dimensional being you, uh, you know well, this is stuff that this is stuff that um, that is experienced brother it's not stuff that can be told analytical it's awesome deeper than the analytical part of it bro I'm, you know, I'm it's, very, uh, very, it's, very, di very different to what you'd call a normal spiritual person because I try and uh, use reason and logic to create a relative explanation. Uh, and I've done it so many times, more than what most people... You know, I've smoked DMT over 150 times. Most people that you talk to have used DMT, it might be a couple of times, maybe a dozen times. So how does that does that make you better than them, or what? What are you, where are you going with that? It it doesn't make you does better. Make you it, more spiritual. Good. Yeah. 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 We're gonna. Or, or sorry, one second, guys. I'm just gonna say, yeah, we're gonna. I, I I appreciate the idea that we're exploring some interesting ground here, um, reminding us that we're gonna wrap things up pretty soon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jeremy, go ahead. 
Yeah, I would just like to moderate here. Um, Go ahead, Jeremy. I really feel like I understand where, I feel like I really understand where both people, or, or both, I mean, I, yeah. Um, gentle, gentle, you go by gentle? Is that what you go by? Is it Dave? You said Dave or? Oh, okay. It, it's, um, all, it's all the label, bro. You call me anything. Uh, okay. okay. All, right. All, right. all right. Gentle, gentle. I, I, I'm a positivist as well. And one thing that I have learned, because I can feel you struggling with whether with 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 what uh with what our, our friend here is saying and um as a positivist uh, we have to address that we have to take people's information about themselves uh, as it is um whether um it, words like truth actually cause anger it's the very concept of, of the word truth that actually causes anger because actually and I won't, I can get into the metaphysics of that if you want, but if we're looking for truth as if it's an exclusive thing, like there's only truth in certain things and there's not truth in other things. Um, it's in there. Yeah, it is. And it isn't, it isn't, it's, it, that's the thing is it, it's in everything because everything, everything at least is exists, right? Everything Absolutely. has. So, Absolutely. so, and like, I, I really feel you, I really feel where you're coming from here. Uh, Mr. Gentle, like I, I really feel it, and um, I, I'm also a positivist and a, and a hard person, and I have my own practice, which I'm admittedly, I'll just tell you, my, I'm, I'm super lazy. I'm more of a my credentials. I, if I had to, if I had to list off my, is, is more of walking around, talking to people, and engaging in conversations, and, awesome. um, and I like to just address people where they're at and just get that raw data about where they're at, right? And you have to use your you have to use your intuition to a certain extent. Actually, if you go back and watch the, the beginning of this, I was talking about how using intuition to um, in, to approach people is really important for whether you're knowing whether, not whether what, what you're trusting them. It's just that it's just a matter of whether they're ready to hear from you, right? Or whether, whether they're ready to listen to you, right? And so that's what I was talking about earlier. But what I, what, and I'm, what I'm trying to say to you right now is a, is a bit different than that. Um, what I, I'm not really trying to say anything to you, but just that um, my approach to people who have ex, um, extraordinary claims um, is to take them for their word. I'm not dismissing. I, I, I'm, but, I, I never dismissed them, brother. No, no, I know. No, no, I know. I know. I know. You're, 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 you're trying to, you're trying to piece together how much of it you can trust and how much of it you can. No, no, no. no. I just, I'm a communication dude. I'm a communication. So world communication or the breakdown of communication is a huge issue in this world. And so I really look at the words people use and how they speak. This tells me ego shows up. I can give you a little bit. I can give you a, a little bit more. Like, Hold on, Eddie. I'm not um, sure if Dave was done there. Dave, if you just want to. All right. Yeah, Dave. Come, yeah, I, I, I'm really feeling you, Dave. And I know you're a truth seeker, and I can see that you're a listener. And, um, and I can see that you're, like, really passionate about the truth, right? And I think yeah. one, thing, one thing about. Yeah, pretty passionate. One thing, yeah. And I think that that. Sorry. And I can, I can see that it's almost. It's almost torturing you. Your, your search for the truth is like, it's like, it's like, it's like. It, no, with, that's with this wrong. Moment. That's wrong, brother. That's yeah. wrong. Just, well, with, just with, with this, with this, with, 
Yeah, no, let me... Motion don't mean I'm torturing you, brother. Let me jump no, in. No, 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 no. With, with this, hold with on this a second, this. Ryan. Let me with jump this. in on this one. With this, with this individual person is torturing you somewhat. Because you're trying to figure the, out what the jaw, I play the jaw hard, brother. I don't... No, no, I'm no, not no, no. Hold on. Much, Jeremy, Jeremy, I'm just going to mute you. Um, Dave, go ahead. Did you just want to say something? Because, I mean, yeah, reminding guys, we're not here. Like, we're here to practice communicating. And, and I understand that we're all, like, pretty passionate here. And... And just going back, yeah, because, like, Eddie, when you had first um, dropped out of the chat, like, Dave was just kind of, like, bringing attention to the idea of, like, um, like any sort of ego that might have been coming through in what you were talking about, Eddie. And, and again, yeah. without even really having to get, like, too much into, like, debates and stuff like that, um, I just want to be able to get, let Dave um, just kind of explain I, I, a little bit more it, from yeah, where he was Eddie, coming from. Eddie, so go, go ahead. like I said, when, when you fell yeah. off, I said, I, I'll say that I will, because I like talking about stuff brother i'm i'm here for growth yeah absolutely and so in, in communication when i'm communicating with somebody because i i took a look at, I, I learned this all from my own ignorance and when i when i when i tell someone what they need to do that was ego that's speaking for me to sit and think to know what anybody else has to do in this in this world is that's it, just mind-blowing yeah. for me to actually I, think that and so I was running around telling the world, you need to, you need to do this, you need to do that. And what you need to understand, how do I know a person's understanding, you know? And so that's all, that's all I was saying. And there's yeah. no offense, brother. It's all love. Yeah. And, and I'll just, I'll pass it over to Eddie in a second. And I just wanted to say like, yeah. And I think it's just like, again, kind of like the different ways that we communicate. Cause I, I think when Eddie's saying things like you need to understand, or you need to do this, I don't think he's like literally trying to impose certain ideas. He, I think that's just kind of like his way of saying um, like, here's an idea to be aware of. Here's a, it's like, here's something to look into opposed to really saying you need to do this. He's just like, you need to understand that there's more to the picture is really kind of what he's, I don't know. Eddie, is that kind of, because, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, from knowing Eddie and stuff like that, I don't really see what his approach is being too, um, like, ego-driven, um, even though I can understand Dave hearing it as that, if that makes sense. It's like a Eddie, massive breakdown of communication. I it, it's, it's just semantics. Really it, and, and, again, we're all really passionate here. Um, Eddie, if you're still there, just go, go ahead. I mean, I, I don't mind having this conversation. Um, it's, it, it's what happens when we get pretty hyperdelic. Eddie, are you still there? Did you freeze? I think Eddie might have froze. Yeah, I think Eddie froze. You know, and, and, and when, when I talk, when I'm when I'm speaking about it, I definitely get passionate about. I'm passionate about the suffering ending in on this place that I live, and there's so much of it. And so I I do I do take this stuff uh, right into my heart because when I see anybody hurt in this world, I hurt. I I feel that pain. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's a matter of um, I can tell every every everybody I meet everything that I, everything that I know. I mean, I, I walked through that stuff. Like I thought I was the smartest frigging guy in the world. And when it comes down to it, most of the people just need a hug. Yeah. And they need to be told they're, they're, they're worthy, yeah. you know? And for me, that's, it, it, it makes it very simple. So then I don't have to explain outer space stuff or, you know, it, 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 yeah. there's, it's much bigger than my mind can even, I've done a lot of research. I've, I've, uh, I've been seeking the truth. I woke up we're gonna give a second it usually pops back in he's just glitching uh here it comes any second now. The gun. gun in my mouth 12 years in prison gun in my way back yeah, in my... okay yeah go, go go ahead go ahead continue dave 
um, su suffering brought me to a place of, of my awakening. And uh, I, I woke up with a gun in my mouth, or excuse me, I had a gun in my mouth. And 45 minutes later, I was meditating with friggin' Buddhist monks in a Buddhist temple. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not, and I'm not a Buddhist. And so uh, life, I, I learned that life is the greatest teacher, that we're always receiving and all I have to do is be ready for it. And how do I do that? Uh, from taking over my life again, because it had me. That's what, you know, that ego or that, mm. that mind uh, is, uh, it's a tool we use while we're here. And if we, uh, I've met many, many that have been caught up in the, anal in the, in the, the numbers and the, when really can we sit across from each other and look into each other's eyes and love each other without having to say a word? Because that's where it's at, you know. It all Very comes nice. through ego. E ego is something everyone has, and it all comes through ego. And, and so it's not a uh, – there was no offense, Eddie, if you're listening, brother. I got love, I love, I got love for you like everyone else, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. My apologies if it came off that way. I appreciate I appreciate you share, David. I appreciate the apologies as well. I mean, I, not to say that you're wrong in 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 what you expressed, but but I, I do appreciate it as well. Um, uh, I think I think Ryan wanted to jump in with something, and then Michael's got something. Um, again, guys, let's uh, we're gonna wrap this up again. Like, and honestly, like, I believe me, like this is why we have these team building discussions so that we can work through the discord if we want to use that the discourse, you know, to practice kind of like at times when we get into like sharing some big ideas. Sometimes there's like little bumps along the road, but those are just like more opportunities for us to be able to learn and, and, and in some ways just be able to like become better communicators so that we can practice having communication like beyond just this circle here. Um, Ryan, I want to be able to pass it over to you. I think you had something you want to jump in on. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, um, I was just trying to bring a little bit of light to what was going on. I just seemed like there was a little bit of miscommunication in some spots. I, mm -hmm. um, I understand where Dave is coming from. I think in a sense of like, um, it seemed as there was like a little bit of judgment happening. Um, and, um, but I think it was just the way he comes off too, you know, like, I don't think he means it in any way. And, um, he's also very, the other guys are very passionate about what was the other guy's name? That's uh, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie Grace. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it just, Eddie was just passionate about it and maybe didn't realize that it was it maybe almost seemed like he was saying, this is what you need to do to be successful, you know? And uh, I think that's kind of what he was pointing out, but mm -hmm. yeah, just a little, just, you know, just a little miscommunication. I was, I was just yeah. trying to get everybody to <laughs> be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, it's good. We're all on the same team here. So yeah, right, team, right, exactly. team human team planet <laughs> earth. So yeah. 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 And again, you know, like that's essentially like, that's what you know if you look at the going back to the politics and stuff like that if you look at the story that mainstream media is trying to tell us and everything what it's been trying to do since like the beginning of this election is really like divide is like divide us into teams divide us into like separate categories of you know like you're this 
supporter, I'm this supporter. But I mean, like now that the election's over and stuff like that, now that like that's settled, now that that game has been played, like I think we're going to be able to like work back towards being one. Like you know, and and, even, and it's interesting, right? Because like Trump was even talking about this is an acceptance speech, and he's just like you know, like now is the time for us to unite, um, and and not just like as Americans, but like literally as people. So I mean, like let's keep that in mind that like, yeah, like let's keep doing that. Like let's keep finding ways as to how we can unite and how we as individuals can help be the bridges. Uh, it can help be the catalyst for that process of uniting. And and I think the way to how we do it is through love. And, and again, you know, that's even what, what Dave was talking about is that sometimes like it, it's really, it's really important it's really powerful. It's really potent to have some of these like higher dimensional ideas about how the world works on a metaphysical level related to archons and everything like that. But at the same time, a lot of people like that's not really like what they need to know or need to hear right now. They just need to like know that they're appreciated and to know that they are love and to just like meet them on that base level of like the language of love sort of thing, you know, like that's, that's really kind of what the world needs right now. And then the, the knowledge about like how the behind the scenes works relative to the archons and everything that will be available for those who seek that knowledge, but it's not really the type of knowledge that we want to go out there and start like pushing on people, start throwing in front of people. Cause in a lot of ways it will just like, it's kind of like unplugging someone too fast from the matrix. It will like cause them to pop and it could actually cause like a psychosis um, in in some very real ways. He's going to pop. So um, yeah, you know, like I think when it comes to a lot of this awakening stuff, like we really have to be like gentle and mindful about it and really respect that people are going to be at different degrees uh, of their own awakening process. But at, at the very base of it all, like love is a language that, that will like, travel us that will that will that will guide us through through all of those steps of the awakening um very well said very well said. Did, um, thanks ryan um it will d- don't shout out to the universe it will, i take no credit for you know, anyways it's, 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 isn't a tribute to think about that even just for like one second guys like literally like we're all like sitting here talking and we all got names but literally, like we're literally just like one thing you know like we, we literally are and, and, and sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. So before we continue this conversation, guys, we did this at the beginning of this broadcast. I just want to invite us to take like a moment of oneness. And and basically like all that we're doing right here is literally just taking like 10 of silence, like two deep breaths, just like in silence. That's it. I'm not going to meditation, just connect in with like that moment of oneness. So just inviting you guys to, to do that. And then, and then we'll pass the talk and stick around again, and then we'll wrap up this show. So literally moment of oneness, activate silence, be in that space and go. And then just gently when you're ready, slowly bring it back. So, so again, right? Like, isn't it, isn't it interesting just to be able to observe that 
here we are talking about the world and we get caught up. We get caught up in these stories. We get caught up in this narrative. We get caught up in this drama and this dilemma and this, all this chaos. And, and then suddenly in, in 10 seconds, we kind of just like let it, we, we just kind of loosen our grip. We kind of loosen our grip. And we, and in that one moment, we kind of just like allow ourselves to remember um, for me, at least like what is important, you know, what, what's really important. And, as Dave said, you know, like it all adds up to love. So, I mean, I, I just reminding you guys, if you guys are finding yourself in, in, in getting really caught up in the, in the currents of, of the mainstream stories or, or whatever it is that may be distracting you, just take 10 seconds, have your own moment of oneness and use that as a tool. Cause like the breath is there as a tool to, to really bring us back to that center. And I think that's like, as light workers, as shifters, that's like part of what we have to do. We have to really manage ourselves and we have to be able to observe when we're getting caught up in these stories. And, and we notice it as we start becoming like flustered and agitate, agitated and, and like anxious and angry and things like that. Um, and again, not to say that those are wrong, but it's one of those ideas that like be aware of that, but then be aware of how it may be controlling you. And then you can loosen your grip on his control of you simply by just reconnecting with that like silence, reconnecting with that oneness, going into that inner space. So the get the breath, the breath will guide you through anything. That's why it's there. <sighs> okay, guys. Um, like I said, I want to be able to wrap this up in the next few moments. So let's go around with any last points. So literally, like we're not going to get into a huge discussion, but I want to be able to give people any last comments and and anything that they want people listening just to keep in mind so we're gonna pass it over and literally just like two minutes each guys um and and eddie might jump back in uh and we'll see um so we'll pass it over to michael first so so michael um if you want to just like go go ahead and, and give us uh any any thoughts and any final closing thoughts as well is a little bit different based on the way that the, that the psyche is kind of hardwired and we can just see, you know, that Westerners and Easterners, um, their psyche is, is, is high hardwired a little, a little bit differently. I mean, you know, if you just ask somebody from Texas, Hey, like, do you meditate? you know, three hours a day or, you know, some of them might, but what I'm saying is, you know, it's just the psyche is hardwired just a little bit differently. So um, I think it's, it's really good, you know, um, to have both, you know, I, you need, you know, you have a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere of the brain. And if, if things are sounding a little bit too um, like, in intuitive where there's a loss of logic and 
you know, there's not that uh, foundation of uh, uh, a logic or reasoning, you know, people would say, well, that might sound crazy. If there's too much logic and not um, uh, enough uh, empathy or, or feeling, then, you know, that's a little robotic or some people might even say reptile-like, you know, so it, it's like... Um, it's like you, you need that balance, but I think the thing is that I think you know we're talking about this. You you can go Sorry, many Michael, ways. Can you now. move your mic a little bit closer? I think people are having okay. trouble hearing you. And I got your micro and I got your audio boost up all the way. I think your mic's just quiet. Sorry, people. Listen. How about now? Uh, if it's closer, then I hope okay. it's better. How yeah. about now? Yeah. Okay. So just um just just okay. uh, another minute or so, Michael, if you can. Okay. To say. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it. there's many ways up the mountain um, and there's many uh, vehicles you could take uh, up the mountain. You could walk, you could uh, mountain bike. I mean, you know, but the thing is, is you're still going up the mountain. I think one of the things is, is that, and I think this could, this could be with religion, this could be politics or whatever, you know, it's like if somebody's all, all the way, you know, maybe halfway up the mountain and, uh, you know, I mean, and maybe somebody took a different route and said, Hey, no, you got to start all the way, uh, back down, uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, go the way, you know, that I said, you know, it's, it's like, you're still going to get to the, to the destination, which is the top of the mountain. I got this from, um, my good friend, Tony he said, you know, so, you know, I mean, there's there's many paths, there's there's many tools, there's many different schools of thoughts that you can use, but I think it's ultimately the same goal no matter which way you slice it. Uh, so, um, you know, we're each our own star and we each got to follow our own orbit, you know, and what works best for you, I think that's, you know, the whole you know, do what thou wilt type of thing. You know, you've, you've got to find what works for you. So that's all I had to say. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks, Michael. And, and again, yeah, like the whole going up the mountain analogy, I think it is a, is a good visualization. And another thing I'll just add into that is the idea of like, as we're climbing up the mountain, our role is to like reach back to lend that helping hand to, to others climbing up. So to not even get like to, you know, like focus on your path yet at the same time, like always be like looking back to like, see how you can assist others along the way, because perhaps at some point all of us got to where we were because someone reached a hand back for us as well. So continue, continue that. And that's creates that chain link that, that gets us all up there. So teamwork makes the dream work cool michael thank you man awesome oh yeah sure well i just want to say i think what what they both said they both had very valid points mm -hmm. i think it's just uh i think it was just different approaches to looking at the same thing so yeah so very much so we are um was is uh yeah different points of view so it's like different points of view, different points of view is essentially what it's about. So. <laughs>
words 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 um okay guys so again at this point in the broadcast we're literally just like passing the talking stick around the circle one last time um so any closing points that that, that people want to add in and just like a couple minutes each and and we'll be done and and wrapping it up and saving more for for another broadcast um so who would like to go next in terms of any closing points that, that you guys might want to add to this discussion be it about politics or really about anything um i think i'll go dave yeah go ahead yeah, yeah just, um for me you know every every face or every box that's on here um i have a um i have a love and a want for good to be in all people's lives our 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 world has a lot of um oppression in it right now and it's waking up consciousness and and, and it is seen uh and so for me the biggest word that i could say is, is self-realization self-realization is merely from sitting i realized that i wasn't these thoughts and i wasn't these emotions and when i realized that i wasn't neither one of those I realized what I truly was and it's in there. And as soon as I name it, it goes away because it, it takes away from what it is. It's an experience. And, uh, and being able to sit and quiet this mind down, um, it, until I did that, I wasn't able to see any of it because I thought I was my thoughts. And so, uh, you know, self-realization is something I put out there. I lead a meditation group and it's because that's what, that's what, that was my path. That was the path I found to finding ultimately the, the truth of me, which is love. And, uh, and when I found that, I want everyone to know that truth. Passion, yes, it's definitely there. I get excited. And I, excitement's uh, something that I look at because next, um, a lot of different things can come from, from excitement for me. So, uh, you know, I get excited. There's, I'm never wanting to put anyone down on here. So, uh, Eddie, know that I think... Oh, he left. I just know that uh, my intentions are 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 purely wanting to see um, people know the power that's within them because everybody has it. There's no one without it. And uh, I, I, we're all level. We're all right here walking. Like Rumi says, he says, we're all just walking each other home, you know, and, and that's what we're doing right here. So uh, I honor every one of you and very grateful that this is here. Awesome. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you joined us once again and, uh, looking forward to, to more opportunities. So appreciate it. You know? Yes. Sweet. Um, okay. Who would like to go next? Does Jeremy want to go next or does Ryan want to go next? I'll Who's go. Gonna be? <laughs> Dave's going to go again. <laughs> um, Jeremy or Ryan or even Ashley, Ashley's been listening. Shout out to Ashley. Um, Jeremy, if you want to go, go ahead. Hmm? Oh, sorry. I'm not sure if Ryan was talking there because I had him muted. My apologies. Um, who? Okay. Ryan, now I can, now I can hear you. Uh, yeah. Who, who wants? Because <laughs> you're probably like, I'll go. And then I'm just like, yeah. who wants to go? Yeah, I've, been, I've been saying it forever. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, that was on? my bad. I almost just hung up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, you can go after Ryan then. If, okay, Ryan, um, go, go ahead. Awesome. So I just want to say, and Ryan, if you can talk a little bit louder, I don't know if your mic's a little bit quieter, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like something. Just How's that? Is, that, is that better? If it's closer, then it's as good as it can be. I think. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's I don't know. Something's weird right now. I think my connection's bad. All right, fair enough. Keep going though. You're good. 
Um, so I just wanted to say everybody, you know, it, we were divided and that part is over now, regardless of the outcome, people won or lost, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's time to focus directly on the now only. Um, none of that can be changed now. Let's just move forward and not stress about the outcome of it. Um, so the key to, you know, spirituality is mostly sticking in the now. So that's what we really want to focus on moving forward and keep helping other people and keep expanding and we'll work towards the shift. If anybody, um, here or listening ever has any questions about depression, anxiety, or even just want to talk about something negative, by all means, please reach out to me. Uh, you can send me an email, ryan at a spiritual com, or even any questions about ayahuasca, the use of it. Uh, you can check us out at www.aspiritualhand.com. So thank you very much, Brennan. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it as well. And, um, Okay, so yeah, Ryan, Ryan mentioned his contacts in there. So yeah, check out A Spiritual Hand on the Facebook group and the main website.com and uh, you can contact Ryan through there as well. Um, okay, so let's keep bouncing around. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead. Um, yeah, thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate chiming in there. Um, and um, I really have enjoyed listening to everyone talk tonight um, a lot. And I just wanted to say that. And um, I think that as we move forward right now into this new world, um, this post-2016 election world, we should move forward with a lot of what um, Michael was saying about realizing the ultimate sort of truth behind it, what everyone else is saying, that ultimate truth is everywhere, that it exists in all things. It's, it's, it's like points of light up and down a mountain or something like Michael was getting very poetic and it was very beautiful, Michael, I have to say, I really enjoyed listening to your, to you talk, I could really see your process with that. And yeah, for sure. And um, I really appreciated listening to you discuss that. And, Um, yeah, um, I, but I don't want to make a point one, one, one of the many points on this mountain, <laughs> but it, what I would like to just say is that, um, we have to be prepared to hear a lot of stuff that we're going to disagree with. Right. And not have to get into philosophy every single time, epic philosophy on metaphysics. That might be the truth of it. It is, for sure. But when we are triggered by people, we just have to realize that that's their truth. It doesn't have to be our truth, right? And that's kind of what I wanted to summarize earlier when I was kind of moderating, but then I kind of made it a little bit awkward, or I guess, but um, that we can just accept other people's truths as their truth. and. Um, there is a truth about the physical world, but um, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be the same thing as their truth. Their truth can just be their truth. And we can enjoy each person's truth a lot just by listening to them. So, and that um, enjoying each person's truth, it will save us from being triggered by finding the truth. That whole 
finding the true thing is, is can be cause a lot of issues. Um, and uh, yeah, so we can save ourselves a lot of um, explaining our deepest, most beautiful metaphysical thoughts on how everything is true to people that we disagree with or trying to keep e people's egos from breaking on eggshells. We don't have to get into the extreme bouquet of our metaphysical flowering consciousness to just deal with that we disagree with people. We can just say, that's cool. I'm, I think that true truth is awesome, you know? And, and then, uh, and we can still have that bouquet of beautiful thoughts, but we don't have to break it out every single time to prevent a, prevent a misunderstanding, you know? Because it can kind of lead away from the original misunderstanding and uh, reopen the lines of communication back where it originally broke rather than breaking it open. So um, I guess I'll just leave it at that. And I will see you guys some other time. I'm going to get going. Good night. It was really, I really enjoyed talking to all of you guys. And actually, you know Take what? I'll stay around. Right, you know what? I'll stay. I'll stick around and listen to everyone's last thoughts. Uh, I think there's two, one more, two more people. Is there uh, Edward and Gentle? Probably has to have Gentle have his last thought. All right. That's that's it for me. Thanks. Did we lose uh, Brendan? Yeah, I think I believe so. Okay, <laughs> gentle. I, I really enjoyed listening to you talk, man, and I I I really enjoyed listening to you talk. And uh, I you when you start talking about your your personal things that you went through, like there's a lot of I have a lot of respect for your process like that. And like, I think it's really cool, and I'm I'm glad that. Yeah, that was able to come come out. You know, I was, I'm glad that as, as we as we were all able to hear that, right? And and hear it. That's, from, that's where gentle. That's where gentle showed up. I was never, you know, <laughs> I, I was chaos itself. And uh, gentle showed up when my daughter was born. We had a home birth, and uh, my daughter was born, and I delivered her. I cut the cord, and uh, she melted my heart. She brought me back to knowing the truth of me, which is gentle. And the yeah. the chaos is a. a it's a, it's a mind game, you know, and I'm not that. And so, uh, um, you know, Eddie, while you're here, brother, I'd just like to apologize to you if I said anything that offended you, because I have love for you too, brother, just like everyone else, you know. Oh, so. now am I, am I back? Hey, I, no, no, you're not back. I'm going to, I'm taking the show over for tonight. You guys got this? <laughs> All right, cool. Cool. No, that was weird. I, I thought it would get crashed. Here you are. We're good, brother. We're good. Yeah. Okay, we're good. All right. Um, sorry, just jumping in. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are great. Um, okay, Eddie, uh, not to stop you from saying what you're saying, but we were just going around with, like, final points with the talking stick. So, like, any, anything that you want to say and any, like, things that you want people to keep in mind, and then we're, we're closing off the show. So, Eddie, go, go ahead. And um, Ashley, let us know if you wanted to say anything. And, uh, either or is fine. Eddie, if you're still there, go ahead. Did Eddie crash again? I think, uh, yeah, I think Eddie crashed again. Okay, cool. Um, okay, did um, Ashley, did you want to say anything? Even just uh, hello, goodbye? I suppose um, I could. Yeah, by all means. It's all just practice. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say I love all you guys very much. 
um, I enjoy sitting here listening to you guys talk and going through all these emotions with everybody and all their own individual perspectives. It's, it's really beautiful. Even though you're all dudes, it's fine. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Um, uh, I don't really have anything else to say other than that. Um, I think everybody touched on a lot of the things I've been feeling myself. Um, so there's really nothing for me to say because everybody's already said it. So I love you guys. <laughs> that works for me. Cool. Thanks, Ashley. We love you too. And uh, has uh, is your daughter has your daughter still been bringing her free hug sign to school with her? Um, this past week, no. Um, I think it's in her backpack. She just hasn't pulled it out. Right. Um, but right. she did hand out some of the extra signs because everybody was trying to steal hers so <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> well, that's awesome junior shifters so very cool cool okay so um guys at this moment i just want to be able to again thank everyone so much for tuning into this uh i'm just going to mention a couple community notes um and then eddie may jump back in and then we'll close off the show um as i said early in the show that we we're going to talk about dr strange within this broadcast though obviously that didn't fully happen though at the same time i'm okay with that because uh I i'd rather it'd be hard to talk about it without getting into spoiler territory so i think it's fair game but just reminding you guys that if you haven't seen that movie go check it out and the reason being is that there's a lot of like consciousness shifting themes and metaphysical like concepts within that movie so there's a lot of people who have been seeing it and it's a great bridge to be able to talk to some of your friends who have perhaps seen it and are interested in, in learning and talking more about the metaphysical aspects of this reality and i'm also in the process of doing my conscious movie review for the film and uh i'm planning on getting that out next week it's uh it's actually been like really challenging to film just because it's like so there's a lot to talk about and it may be like it's it's probably going to be my longest conscious movie review uh lengthwise that that i've done so far um but again stay tuned for that and if you aren't yet subscribed to this channel and if you're watching this on youtube right now guys please feel free to hit the like button and uh, even leave a comment afterwards. Leaving a comment in the live chat is different from leaving a comment on the video, but please feel free to leave a comment on the video as well. And uh, continuing to invite you guys to share this episode and reminding you that you can find the MP3 version of this and any other broadcast as well. If you look up Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes or go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Paradigm Shift Radio and you'll find it there as well. And of course, inviting and reminding you guys to tune in for future broadcasts. The next broadcast that we're going to have for sure is going to be the Dream Class, which will be on the uh, coming Tuesday. And that is, as I just check my calendar, on November 13th or 14th-ish, Tuesday. Tuesday is on the 15th. So um, that'll be at 9 p.m. EST. And again, I'll be talking about Lucid dreaming dream exploration and dimensions and all sorts of fun stuff and that's every two weeks that we do that class and um right now it's officially 11 11 so just a uh, shout out to everyone happy 11 11 <laughs> stargate's opening up and um the full moon is coming up on november 14th 15th ish now of course we do normally do a global that's full moon. Is that's your birthday is on november 14th ish is that what you're saying michael yeah 
Nice. On the full moon. There you go. Yeah, you can actually, I don't know, can anybody see that there, that little light? On, is that uh, the moon? Is that yeah, the moon right there? the moon right there. Can I peek open those blinds for us a little bit? Nice. That's awesome, dude. Just a little bit of moon. Moon got, Wait, got some moon in there. There, there we go. Oh, almost. Oh, we got it. There it is. That's some yeah. moon right there. Nice. Yeah, it's a it's raining outside right now. I was like listening to that earlier. I don't know if you guys could hear it. Got some rain in Canada. Um, cool. Okay, so November fourteenth is Michael's birthday, and it's going to be the full moon. Um, now again, ideally in in, in multiple parallel realities, uh, I want to be able to keep doing the full moon meditation broadcast um though to be honest guys with this one i'm just not entirely 100 percent sure if this one will happen to the same degree and perhaps we'll still do a mini one uh the only reason is is because i need to get caught up on other stuff and uh such as like the dr strange video and shipping out the shifter booster kits and, and a couple other things um and doing the full moon meditations like that's like a good amount of time that goes into those so We'll have to see. Um, it's really going to be uh, dependent on what's up on my end, but it usually takes at least like a good like 48 hours prior to the meditation to really be able to make it worthwhile and extra potent and stuff like that. But we'll see. We'll see. So just stay tuned for that because I, I don't want to promise that there's going to be a full moon meditation. Um, but if there isn't, you can always go back and check out previous ones if you haven't listened to those uh, as well, the story meditations. Um, can I throw an idea at you about that full moon meditation real quick? Yeah. Yeah. yeah go real short. Go ahead. We have about we have about sixty or seventy that sit together every full moon. Mm-hmm. That come together, and I I would be uh, I'd be open to definitely somehow uh, if I could get you that that feed. About like sixty a, or seventy people, like a feed to it. Yeah. About sixty or seventy people come together. We sit over on Cahokia Mounds, which is a it's a Indian uh, burial grounds, mm-hmm. and uh, very powerful, very powerful. Uh, cool man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just an idea. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Keep me in the loop with that. Um, Dave, do you, can you post your Facebook in the profile chat? Like just in the chat here, just to make sure that I got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And I'll send you a message. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, like, like I said, like, I'm just not hundred percent sure on what will be happening for the full moon, but I do want to be able to do something, uh, to say the least. So stay tuned for that. Um, and again, guys, uh, with that said, just reminding you guys that you can check out more paradigms on the main website and you can create your profile there and use the quest journals and create your own conscious articles and help document the shift and help share your stories and your media with the global audience and remind you guys to check out paradigm shift central on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash paradigm shift central as well. There's new videos that go up there through, uh, that are created by community members such as Gabe Solomon, such as Brianna, breezy spread love such as bridget nielsen and such as a lot of other people who are also uh creating content for the platform there and uh in addition to that reminding you guys that you can help support this project through the team patreon and that's at patreon.com forward slash brandon culleton and that's how you get your shifter booster kit which comes with your loved one massage tool and also your shift buttons which come with uh, the website on the side of the rim and they're meant to be able to give to people and link them into the project and are super effective at planting seeds and evoking synchronicity. Um, another thing I will mention, if anybody's interested and like you can see this necklace for those of you watching the video, uh, this is like one of the light guardian pendants that I've been making and uh, here's another one here. These are available just by private messaging me and uh, through those, those are like helping raise funds to cover some of the shipping costs for the shifter booster kits. So if you guys want some of these, they're like awesome, not even just like conscious swag, but like literal like practical meditation tools. And uh, yeah, they're just like super 
awesome and really fun to have and they like catch people's attention and stuff like that so again light guardian pendants are available and you guys can message me about those and uh again signing up for the team patreon when you can help us reach towards our next team milestone goal which is still at 900 and a huge shout out to everyone for signing up to that and adding their support to that the asking donation is only three to five dollars a month um and it looks like Eddie, okay, Eddie kind of dropped in and out. Um, that's, again, his computer is just, like, really glitchy and unreliable. Um, yeah, so if I were to just, like, say anything about what we learned in this broadcast, I would say that within this broadcast, encouraging and reminding you guys to be open, to be open to the possibilities, to be open to the ideas that the universe knows what it's doing to, to say that in the very least and 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 even really just encouraging you guys to get into this place of radical non-worriness in in a sense i think is a really like a really really powerful thing to sort of step into as, as an idea um and, and not even just like looking for the positives or looking for like the brighter side but like going out of your way and creating the positives and creating the brighter side and so I think as we've kind of explored in the conversation here, we're kind of opening up to the idea that like, yeah, the initial shock of Trump being elected into the White House is a very, very radical change and a very, um, you know, like sort of uh, in some ways, uh, very scary for a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, let's give it an opportunity at the very least before just completely hating it, so to speak. Um, because I mean, who knows, who knows there, Trump is a wild card and there could be a lot of interesting things that come out of it, but nonetheless, don't give away your power to the politics. Um, and, and keep doing what you want to do. Keep following what makes your heart sing. Keep, keep like listening to your own intuition and, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep doing what you can to, uh, help bring more, more, love and light into this world and uh help shifting the consciousness from that angle of things so let me just check in here um da, 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 da. whether or not eddie joins again is totally fine um but what we'll do is we'll just take like another moment to kind of just like connect in with uh oneness and take a moment of silence to breathe and uh after that we will be wrapping up the broadcast so let's just do that here for a minute guys micro mini meditation so again just remind you guys that as we do this to not only connect with yourself but even just like send out a little bit of love out into the world the world around you so again just inviting you guys to join in here for a quick moment of oneness. So just go silent and just breathe. So again, really just expressing gratitude for all of you, expressing gratitude for yourself for showing up in this moment, for sharing in the inspiration, for being a part of the bigger story and reminding ourselves 
that yes, it does all add up to love and that that is the lesson. That the lesson is learning how to find love, how to be love, how to create love in the midst of even the most chaotic chaos. Because as we've said before, it is within the darkest of nights that we learn to shine a brighter light. So much love, much gratitude, connecting with the futures, connecting with the potentials, aligning with those realities as we continue to grow, as we continue to expand, as we continue to open our hearts, open our minds, and really bring in the richness, the fruitfulness of this experience that we have chosen to take part in. So much love to you guys and just connecting with your breath just for one more breath. Gentle exhales. You are light, you are love. And your journey has only just begun. May the rays and branches of light always guide you. Aho. Thank you. Cool, guys. All right, guys. So with that said, we are going to wrap up this broadcast. Um, it's funny. It looked like our friend uh, Devin Devon jumped in just for a moment there. Um, shout out to Devon. <laughs> We'll catch up with him in another broadcast in the dream class. Um, and again, shout out to Eddie as well. Really appreciate really appreciate Eddie being involved with this. And uh, just again, thank you to everyone for, for tuning into this, for being a part of this. And again, reminding you guys that you can tune in and be a part of future ongoing broadcasts as part of the real world game to help shift consciousness. So share this broadcast with your friends. Go out there, engage in acts of shiftivism, shiftivism, intentionally planting seeds, help assist with the shift in consciousness, go have some conscious conversations, go do some free hugs, spread the love. That is your shift mission. Your shift mission is to really see the bigger picture and to really help create it as well through love. So with that said, guys, my name is Brendan. And again, subscribe to youtube.com forward slash skull Babylon, facebook.com forward slash skull Babylon and patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton and paradigm central.com and much love to all of you guys for being a part of this. So we're going to wrap up this broadcast. We're going to go to sleep and we're going to wake up and tomorrow is another opportunity to help help change the world, help bring more love into it. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And for those of you who are still with us right now, please feel free to unmute your microphones and we will say goodbye to all the beautiful people on the internet out there. So guys, join me in saying farewell, good night, and much love. So to all the beautiful people out there,